does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in. Brian No and Dane Fife with you. It's going to be a good day. Dane's already downing applesauce right here. Ready to go. The go-go squeeze. Love it. Was that the go-go's that Jimmy just played? <laughs> no. No. But that would be, if you were back in the NIL days, mm-hmm. you would absolutely be a great spokesperson for applesauce squeezies. I don't think we have an applesauce sponsor, Jimmy. I no one that I know of. No, we do not. You, you can be that guy. You can be that guy. Uh, so you heard from Rick Carlisle. Pacers took it on the chin last night. Team Tank, baby. We'll get into that. Also, uh, the Colts, Shane Steichen, head coach, made an appearance in the intro right there, talking about doing their due diligence with Lamar Jackson. That's where I want to start with you, Dane uh, Bartholomew Ooh. Fife. I like that. I'm, I, what is your middle name, Dane? Jeffrey? Dane Jeffrey Fife. Yeah, it's strong. You know, another person of greatness. His middle name is Jeffrey. Guy, my name Michael. Michael Jeffrey. Jeffrey Jordan. Jordan. Dane Jeffrey Fife. I like yep. that. Uh, Brian Philip No, because my dad is Phil No. Two L's. Phil no. Unlike Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers goes one L for Philip. Okay, so two L's. Two with L's. You. Two okay. L's for me. Not cool like Philip Rivers. I like the name Phil. Phil. Yep. It's 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 not as common as it once was. No, it's not. No. No, it's not. It's one of those uh uncommon names. I, I don't know if it's uh Lamar Philip, Philip. Jackson right. or Lamar Jeffrey Jackson. That has a good, good ring flow. to it. Good flow. But he's in the news for obvious reasons, and the Colts. The Colts are talking about him. You just heard from Shane Steichen, also the GM Chris Ballard. He said that the Colts They're going to do their due diligence and that Lamar is a, quote, special player. Of course, uh, the Colts have had four different starting quarterbacks in week one since Andrew Luck retired in 2019. My thing is this, Dane. A lot of angles with Lamar possibly being a Colt. Um, I don't think it's just about week one, okay? That's the simplest way I could look at this. With Lamar Jackson, it's not just about who your week one starter is. It's who's your starter in week 16, Week 17, week 18, um, the playoffs. <laughs> he missed the playoff game last season. That matters as well. It's not just about week one. And you got to consider that when you're thinking about the price tag. It's the money you'd have to pay for him, and it's also the two first-round picks you'd have to give up. Too rich for my blood. You? There goes that cap wiggle room. Gone. To maybe build your defense, to uh, still work the free agency market. There goes the cap wiggle room. Twenty million? Twenty million. Ballpark. I think to me, just reading between the lines and what Jim Ursay has to say, um, you know, he he's talk he wants to go young. Okay. Uh Lamar Jackson isn't old by any stretch, but um he is it seems like he's been around forever. He's been oft injured. And it's a tough, tough scenario considering the amount of money that they're going, the the Colts are going to have to bring to the table, the way Lamar Jackson and his no agent uh, Uncle Kenny is talking, I, 
I, that just doesn't seem like a Colts move. Fellas, it, to me, it just doesn't seem like an Indianapolis franchise. That's not what they do. It's funny that you bring that up because Jimmy and I last week were talking about Ursay or Cook. Jimmy Cook, okay. sorry, same guy. Not not Jimmy Ursay. Should Jimmy be the Cook. same guy. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh you verified that. Right, I trust them both. <laughs> I was playing guitar with Jimmy Ursay. We were, we had a jam fest. We were playing some Slayer, some New School mm. Lamb of God. It was great. Uh, but that's a, another story for another, another day. Another day. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to Jimmy Cook, and listen, we're putting a, we're looking well into the future here. But I just mentioned, I'm like, you know what's exciting about the NFL draft? If the Colts hit on a rookie quarterback, and in year one, he looks to be a difference maker. You know, he looks to be a franchise quarterback. I think... Next year in free agency, I could see Chris Ballard being a lot more aggressive. You want to take advantage of the rookie contract. It's a cheap contract like the Dolphins are doing. They're aggressive. They're trading for Jalen Ramsey and Bradley Chubb, and they're bringing in high-priced free agents. They're trying to take advantage of that rookie deal. Bengals have done it. Bills have done it. Everybody does it. That's exciting. And Jimmy Cook pushed back a little bit and said, that's normally not what Chris Ballard does. He's not aggressive, not go for it. So if you bring that full circle and you're talking about Lamar Jackson here, if it's one of these like, I don't know if Chris Ballard would be aggressive building around a young quarterback on a rookie contract, very affordable. Cheap. It seems very – on the cheap. It seems like uh, probably not a Colts move to go all in with all the money. That's an uber-aggressive move to bring in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think it's it's I guess the question is what's more risky? You know, dive into it to Lamar the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes right. or come back with a rookie and uh Gardner Minshew. There's a lot of risk on both sides. And obviously the financial is on Lamar's side. That's the risk and the injury and the declining play and the end, the end, the, I think when you take a Lamar Jackson, when, if you go in all in with Lamar Jackson, if, if you're the Colts, you're saying that it's more of a win right away, as opposed to a rookie quarterback or a, a situation where you've got Minshew as the starter and you work in the rookie. I think you're saying it's more of a win right away. And I think that's the risk that's being taken by maybe Ballard if he decides to go that route. I think that if you go the Lamar route, you're saying we just have more to go on. We we just know more. Think about it like this. If uh, Lamar represents, he's like a high-end sports car, but he's got some transmission issues. (laughs) Jimmy has no transmission issues, but I'm with you. There's some transmission issues, you know, like uh, you got to – rework the uh the the tires right? right like you need some some new tires you got an issue with that is one that yeah. keeps going flat you know there are a couple of things that you know about but it's a high-end sports car the rookie quarterback that's like the price is right you know there's a car right behind the door you got a you got a beautiful um you just don't know what it a, is a shell and yeah. we're just trying to see what's underneath the hood right we don't know it could be a, yeah. a really great sports that's right. car could be like one of those like old school geo trackers it's like oh that's it's not really a a prize right there you know like that's a great analogy and then back to reality what you do i still think what you do by drafting the rookie on the cheap yep you create hope you create hope for the future whereas lamar jackson you bring in lamar jackson it's now right 
I firmly believe that, and I think that's that may supersede even the risk of spending the amount of money that the Colts are going to have to spend because jobs are on the line. You better win if you come after Lamar Jackson. And I also think you got to be really, really honest with yourself saying, are we built to win now? now. Is yes. this our window? Yep. If we bring in Lamar year one, are we in the thick of things with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals? Are we really in the thick of things with the rest of the roster right now? And if your answer is no, <laughs> okay, year two, maybe you, you stockpile whatever you can, like maybe you hit on some draft picks, you make some shrewd moves, like year two, being fully honest with yourself, do you have a roster that's built to win a Super Bowl? Again, you were what, 4-12-1 yes, last year? So go from 4-12-1 to the bowl, <laughs> right? Like, that's a leap. That's a leap with a guy who, by the way, is 1-3 in the playoffs mm. and has a worse playoff passer rating than Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has a career rating. Think about this. Zach Wilson of the Jets hasn't been crushing it, has he? He's been no. freaking brutal. His <laughs> career passer rating is better than Lamar's playoff passer rating. That's insane right there. Well, Lamar's feet and le- his legs better be prepared because he's going to have to do a lot of running. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um and I think you mentioned it, the, the ability to um, make plays, complete the pass in the playoffs. Uh, I think a bigger thing is Lamar's ego right now. I think it's growing by the day. I mean, he, he's getting exactly what he wants, and that's people like us talking about him in every city of a franchise that needs a quarterback. That's what he wants, and it's working. I don't know. He doesn't have an agent. But Uncle Kenny is doing a heck of a job for him. Hey, man, I like Lamar a lot. I think you got to separate what Lamar says versus what people say on yep. the behalf of Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right? There are a lot of arguments for Lamar that I, I disagree with, but it's not like Lamar is saying those things. So Lamar, the guy, I largely like. Like, that like, guy, he goes out there. He grinds. He's been a team guy. Negotiations are always weird. You know what I mean? Like, think about Debo Samuel with the 49ers. He requested a trade. That guy is all heart. That guy on the field is all out, right? And when it comes to a negotiation, it gets weird. You know, so Lamar has taken a bit of a PR hit, not having an agent. That's where when you've got an agent. Yeah. It makes it significantly easier because yeah. the agent takes the hit. The agent knows the people to talk to, the negotiations, when it is directly the right. player or right. the person negotiating his own contract. Yeah. <laughs> but I but like right. how Lamar has approached this. Think about this. Lamar was in the same draft as Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is ultimate chip-on-shoulder guy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what Baker would have said for years if he was as productive as Lamar Jackson? He wouldn't let us forget about it. He'd be all these naysayers counted me out. <laughs> they thought I couldn't do it. Now what? Blah 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 blah. Lamar hasn't played that card at all. Lamar could be like, I was the fifth quarterback taken in that draft. I was the thirty-second pick. What has Josh Rosen done? 
What, what has Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold done compared to me? I've been. They talked about me being a wide receiver. You guys are freaking drunk. He could have just thrown that in our face time and time and time again, but he didn't. I respect him for that. So he's you, a very likable dude. Give us your stance. I'll give you the other side of it. If you're the Colts. Yep, if I'm the Colts. If I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, I think you have to do a cost-benefit analysis, okay? What's the cost to get this guy? How does it benefit us? Not just the player he is, but the roster we have. I don't think the Colts are in go-for-it mode. If they landed Lamar, I don't think that puts them in Super Bowl contention. So I'm out on that. Now, if I just evaluate the player, Dane, even though I like the guy – Lamar Jackson is the most overrated player in the NFL, and it's not even close. He's overrated by miles compared to whoever the next guy is. Because think about this. The deal with Lamar is he has declining numbers, 32 touchdowns and 20 picks the last two years. That's nowhere near MVP caliber. So his numbers have dropped. He's missed a ton of games. He's missed 10 games the last two seasons. He hasn't been there for the most important part at the end of the regular season and then last season in the playoffs. He doesn't do well in the playoffs. I rattled off the numbers for you. They're bad. And yet, I'm supposed to believe that him not getting a fully guaranteed deal in the ballpark of $230 million is somehow collusion Mm -hmm. and a conspiracy. And it's like, what are we doing here? I'm not telling you Lamar can't play. But overrated means the perception is much rosier than the reality. That is Lamar Jackson to a freaking T. People yeah. are stuck in 2019 like he's still an MVP type player. He hasn't been that guy for a while now. And he's been injured on top of that. That does not scream fully guaranteed deal 230 plus at all. And somehow that's a conspiracy. Most overrated in the NFL. And it's not even close. <laughs> It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I, I, my stance is I'm putting the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes to bed for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and I, I think if you look and see or listen to what Jim Irsay said, I mean, right here, okay, Joel Erickson wrote this morning in the Star, Jim Irsay. If you look at Kansas City, Buffalo, all the teams having success, it's all drafted quarterbacks. And they picked most of them high. Mm. Okay? And Jim Irsay, previously in the story, talked about going young. Mm -hmm. Okay? Wants a quarterback for the next 10 years. Because of Lamar Jackson's injury, not going to say it's going to happen. Maybe three, four good years left. He's 26. Maybe three or four good years left. Maybe more. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I reading between the lines, Jim Irsay's saying it ain't happening. No. You know what Lamar is like? I'll make it close to here. Lamar is like the Indiana weather in terms of production. Okay. There are some days gorgeous. Now we're a couple of months out from beautiful weather. And then every now and then, it's awful. (laughs) Okay. Hey, you know what, Jimmy Cook? I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Indiana. He, he lives above the hill. See, once you get to the rolling hills, once you get south of Indianapolis, oh, it's nice. We get we get two we get two more months than you get up north. Okay, it's nice about what percentage of the year? 
70 percent 65 when i was being recruited by bob knight he told us you could golf 10 months out of the year i don't think it's that uh-huh. i'd say it's closer to eight and a half nine sounds like a recruiting pitch right there. it was know? it was and numbers I, are bumped I, up a little bit little did he know i didn't even really like golf but um <laughs> he did say you could fish 10 months as well are you a fisherman uh no but i, I like to fish i'm not a yeah. i'm not good at it and um I got a great fishing story for you late in the show. <laughs> the story yesterday should be told again. Your E.T. story. E.T. phone home. I, I started to tell my wife the story, but it's not inappropriate. It's just my 9 or 10 and 13-year-old yeah. daughters were sitting there, and I'm like, man, I... I don't want to plant the seed of my young yeah. little angel like yes, jumping on this exactly. guy first date nope. in the car. Yeah, nope. no, no, I don't want to do. I that. I would have had to. They have to take into account the man that is. You can't blame her uh-huh. for the man that we're discussing. Oh, you, well, thank you, Dame. Um, but um, no, they just weren't ready for it. it wasn't the appropriate time. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, where were we? I don't know. The Indiana weather? Oh, the Colts. Oh, it was Lamar. He's like the Indiana weather where, you know, 70% of the time-ish, 65% of the time, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful in terms of production. South Bend He's doing weather. his thing, highlight reel plays. He's doing somersaults into the end zone. This is awesome. But you know what? There are those days, Dane. Production-wise for Lamar, you wake up, and in Indiana, it's nothing but gray, cloudy, rainy skies. Rainy, but the pollen. (laughs) The things that that agitate you. Your allergies. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, I get paying top dollar if you're living in San Diego. Yeah. I I don't get paying top dollar production-wise, like... Lamar represents Indiana weather. Yes. That's why the prices are different, yeah. right? So I don't think you can I, I pay agree. top dollar the for- The fluctuation. Yeah, there's too much fluctuation. Jimmy, you like that word? Fluctuation. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> he's an economist. He's, he's the Pat Summerall. Yeah. When oh. he's in the producer's chair, he's like, right on, guys, 10-4. Yeah, That's, see, it. That's Jimmy's- It's his show. His contribution. It right is there. his show. He, he, and his music. He lets it breathe. what he does he lets it breathe which i like i do like that um we've got robbie hummel coming up oh man what a stud he's doing a great job he he's he's a stud man he he's he's on well on his way to becoming an america pat summerall american icon here's my question buck the original i just thought about this it's becoming outdated where play-by-play guys have a go-to phrase. They've got a yes. catchphrase. Color commentators. How many color commentators have catchphrases? You know what I mean? Because that's some real estate. Bill Raftery. Yeah, that's right. But I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, Jimmy Jackson's um, – Steve Lavin used to have some really good uh, catchphrases uh, Jimmy Jackson stealing rafteries. I heard him the other day no. calling feet, referring to feet as puppies. Really? That's great, wow. That's definitely a raftery yeah, thing. But uh, Jimmy Jackson's, and that's okay. Jimmy's awesome. Jimmy what is, Jackson's uh, awesome. Uh, what are the other catchphrases that come to mind? Like Steve Lavin. What Lavin, tickle the twine. That's a good um, one. Like that might have been a dick. I'm sure Dickie V had a ton. Oh, he Everything is. that ended in baby. Oh, he wrote the book on yeah. catchphrases. Yeah. So yeah, do we need a catchphrase from Robbie Hummel? Do we need that? It's coming. It's coming? Yeah. 
It's like, you know, like a Dickie V would be like, yeah, Jimmy Cook, he looks like he reminds me of the great uh, San Francisco linebacker, Bill Romanowski, baby. Right, Jimmy? Doesn't he remind you of Bill Romanowski? Minus the blonde hair. He's got the head of Butkus and the body and mind of Romanowski. <laughs> He looks like Dick Buckus. He's in got the, the face. Mike Singletary eyes. Yes, he when, does. When we're overdue for a break. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he didn't give me the break. No, give me break? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, the, he pointed. I've got a quick Dickie V story for you. Oh, it's not as great as ET. <laughs> I'm just gonna warn you. Right in the boo. So yeah. <laughs> so when I was working with Tark, Jerry Tarkanian in Fresno, yep. had a coach's show, and he would pre-record all of his interviews. His show aired on Wednesday evening. And so no one's going to join it live. They've mm-hmm. got games or practice, all yeah. that type of stuff. So we'd pre-record interviews. So he was going to have Dickie V on the show. So Dickie V calls me at the office, and uh, he's like, hey, Dick Vitale. And I didn't do the whole thing. Dickie V! No, you didn't. He's a PTP. <laughs> no, I didn't do I didn't Catch do anything. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, hey, Dickie V, uh, Tark said we're going to record right around 10 o'clock. You called him Dickie V? I'm, I don't know what I called him. Hey, Pro- Dickie V. I probably did. How about Co- probably did. Coach Vitel? Mr. Vitel? Hey, Dickie V. <laughs> Everybody knows him as Dickie V. I suppose. I think, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but most likely I said that. Oh, hey, Dickie V. Um, Tark said right around 10 o'clock. Dickie V says, 10 o'clock. I go, yeah, 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 10 o'clock. 10. Okay. That was the end of the conversation. That's it. That was it. Click. Nothing. I wasn't expecting him to be like, Dipsy Dude, Dunkaroo, yeah, yeah. Dude, like how the about, whole shit. How about it? Just a, hey, thank you. Nothing. What, what was your name again? Just, Brian, okay, Brian. I would have no idea. No idea. Zero energy. None. But then when it was time for the interview, he's he brought on it. again. Yeah. yeah. He's on again. Yeah. Absolutely. We got a good guest list here today. Robbie Hummel around the corner, about 1230. Joel Erickson covers the Colts. For the Indy Star. Also, Bob Kravitz. Going a lot of different directions with Bob Kravitz. So, Joel's at one. Bob Kravitz at two. Matt Lor- Matt Norlander. Norlander. Bad pronunciation by me. Oh, you're all Bad right. job. You're Matt right. Norlander. Stud. Talks CBS. college hoops. Yep. Yeah. Up and comer. Um, of these people, who do you think is team David Lee Roth and who's team Sammy Hagar? Wow. Let's see. Kravitz. Kravitz is definitely Hagar. Hummel, Hagar, <laughs> Norlander. Really? He's definitely David Lee Roth. And and Eric's, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, so I've got, uh, let's put uh, let's put Norlander in gold. I've got a Word document here because he, okay. you're saying he's getting it right by yeah. going with David Lee. No, no. Okay, who's getting it wrong? Norlander. Rob, Robbie's got it wrong. Hummel, Hummel's going Hagar for sure. Oh, gosh. And uh, Kravitz, you said, is going Kravitz Hagar? Kravitz is going. Kravitz is a man's man. He's going Hagar. <laughs> Although I bet Kravitz wished they all could be California girls. I'm not going to speak for him, but I bet. I mean, Joel, think about that. Joel Erickson, which way is he He looks going? like a Hagar guy. Hagar He's guy? a football guy. So He's got to be a Hagar guy. I don't understand. what. What's the rationale? What's the thought process? Uh, uh, a man's man. A man. man's man. Men. Just uh, real men yeah. are going for Hagar. So what? What are the people? They're David not Lee real Roth. Men? They're not real men. They're going? not a man's man. They're they, not a they, man's. They, man. Norlander's definitely going. David Lee Roth. I mean, I mean, you talk about. I mean, let's start. Wish they all could be California girls. Might as well. I mean, the guy is in frayed leather. 
Yeah, Panama. Awful. Great. Awful. Okay. I mean, you can speak from Hot a different for perspective. Teacher, tremendous. Sammy's too grown up. Sammy's That's fun. Sa- Sammy with all those That's pro what America are made of. Yes, no. all those pro Get America songs. Get out of here with your grown Why up corporate version. This be love. Why can't this be love? What he, a terrible song. He was dreams was one of the best songs. Awful song. Oh my gosh, awful, some, awful. Too Hagar, grown up. At least too some mature. of the best be- Not beginning fun. starts of songs ever. Not fun at all. Not fun. Right here? Fun. Right want... now? Right now? Right now. Hey! Yeah. Tomorrow. It's a no-brainer. Boring. Oh. Boring. Dave, Dave would have made it better. Dave would have snorefest. Boy, I don't want boring, grown up with my Dave, rock Dave and roll. Dave reminded me of, like, <laughs> the Bengals, the way he would get his voice going. I mean, that, that's like, that to me, that's phony 80s right there. <laughs> Jumping around. Phony 80s. Phony 80s. Hagar is man's man. Not a Hagar is played at... Are you playing David Lee Roth at tailgates? No. You're playing Hagar. No, you're... Worst worst argument you could make. You're not hitting the tailgate doing like uh, shots of Jaeger or keg stands to... That's what dreams are made of. Right. I mean, you're you're (laughs) picking the worst... Whatever song, but... Right now, you're you're going with right now. Hey, no, there's no tomorrow. No. I mean, that's with... a sports song. Nah, this is a sports show. <laughs> this is not a lingerie show. We're not doing the. What's the channel? Let's find out from uh, what what channel are you talking about? The channel that you're selling jewelry and Q lingerie. Yeah, what? Kiss isn't QVC, pal. We're not. Yeah. That's David Lee Roth. <laughs> We got Robbie Hummel. We'll find out uh, about basketball and then also about his... Uh, if Hummel doesn't go Hagar, we're hanging up. No, we're Thanks, not. Rob, for your time, pal. We're, we're putting him on a pedestal, if that's what he says. You know, We'll find out. Robbie Hummel coming up. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Sam. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. He was clean cut, drug free, <laughs> Sammy yeah, that's and why the Van Halens. Brian No and Dane Fife with you here on the fan. You know, it's funny. I didn't know we were back. I was just bumping my gums how much Sammy sucks. And you Jimmy's looking at me like, guys, guys, show, show. You want to, do you want to do the show over? I'm, oh, oh, we're back. I think the big one, the big, Robbie Hummel is going to resolve this issue for us. Let's get to that. Robbie Hummel, Westwood one, calling the final four, Big Ten Network, ESPN. You do great work, sir. And uh, I hope that you have the right answer on this one, Robbie. Are you team... <laughs> David Lee Roth or Team Sammy Hagar? Boy. Um, I will say I have always loved Van Halen due to the song Jump. Because when oh, I was a ball Robbie! Boy, Robbie, when I was my a man! Boy, yes! When I was a ball boy at Valpo for Homer Drew, before <sighs> every game at tip-off, they'd play it. And I always like would be so hyped. So oh, man. I think that's my answer. I'm sorry, but I, I have to go with that. Perfect. Yeah. And you love Jump. You Don't give me that, Dave. I, I, that's the only good song that no, David Lee Roth not, ever had with Van true. Halen. Not true at all. 
Now, I will also say I'm not like a huge connoisseur of Van Halen's other music. Right. Um, Just the good songs. It it was funny. My high school, I in when I was a senior in high school, I edited all these hip hop songs to take the cuss words out (laughs) because at Valpo, we weren't allowed to have any cussing in our music apparently. And they, they then refused to let us use it. And they gave us a preloaded like list of songs. And one of them was the Van Halen song with like the really long piano intro. Yes. Right right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I like that song, but I also loathe it because yeah. I did all that yeah. ending. I respect that. The cuss words, and it ended up being for nuts. How would you edit them out, Robbie? Would you just beep it out? My, no, no. I wish. That would have been awful. Can you imagine, Robbie? Um, beep. One, one of my friends had like an editing program for videos, and Man. you could kind of like chop little parts of songs and then connect them together. And it didn't sound like professional, but I was like, man, we need in the club. We need in the club before the game. And unfortunately, in the club was not played at Bobble High School before the game. Oh, man. See Robbie in the club. That is funny right there, Robbie. So uh, we transition to uh, the final four. How about this? Tell us who the stud David Lee Roth team is and who, like, the sucky Sammy Hagar team is <laughs> with the Final Four teams duking it out. Well, I guess I'll say the stud team is, is Connecticut. Yeah. Now, Miami is a sleepy stud team right there, too, because they, they've got some real ability and some guards that can go. But I think when you're looking at down here who's in the Final Four, Connecticut has a little bit of everything. Great guard play, really good bigs, great depth. Um, they do pretty much everything well. I think they are certainly the favorite, and for good reason. Um, I don't think there's a crappy team here, but <laughs> Florida Atlantic certainly is is the team that's going to have to overcome the most. You know, they're they're a great story. I think Dusty May is a great story. Um, Janelle Davis is a kid from the region, so I'd, I'd love to see that partial. But uh, but I think when you're talking about from a pure talent perspective, even though Florida Atlantic had a great year. Um, they're, they're certainly the team that has the most uphill to, to climb. Robbie, the Big Ten continues to struggle. Personally, yeah. I say it's because the Big Ten doesn't pay. Okay? Yeah. And I've said that for a while. I've kind of kept kept quiet, but now I've got the airwaves. The Big Ten doesn't pay. That's why they don't – because they, they, they lack, to me, they lack a finisher. They lack a guy that will just go get well, your buckets. Right, the the pros are what yeah, they lack. Exactly. Like, yeah. Jay Nivey's not a great example. He he's a pro. Right. Um, you know, last year and Purdue didn't get it done. But I think that when you and this is directly correlated, I would say you're talking about paying. And, and my reasoning would be, well, we don't have the elite and guards yep. that go finish the game. But I think that when you say the Big Ten is not paying, that's why we don't have the no, elite. That's and exactly guards. right. So I mean, those two things directly correlate. People say the refs. I'm like, first of all, look at the list of the Final Four refs who who, are, who got released yesterday. A lot of them ref in the Big Ten. Exactly. But the Big Ten refs ref in the Big Twelve. And exactly. The they ref in the Big East, and then the next night they ref in the Pac-12. So I don't I don't buy that style of play. You can make a. I mean, we have a lot of bigs. Yeah. But I I think end of the day, it's about elite guards. Yep. Miami is a great example. They've got four dudes in their starting lineup who are getting their game on. And Jim Laranega has done a great job of getting them to share the basketball and play together with one another. But they've got guys who can go finish the game. And I think that uh, 
you know, that's that's why we've seen the Big Ten struggle. He's Robbie Hummel, Westwood One, Big Ten Network, ESPN. You mentioned depth. I'm just curious, once we get here to the Final Four, how big of an advantage do you think it is to have good depth as a team versus a team that maybe only goes 60? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because I think some coaches are really comfortable shortening the rotation, but then you, you look at two of these teams in San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, and they've got two incredibly deep benches. Mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic second nationally in bench points. You know, San Diego State's 22nd. They're getting 26 and 33 points a game from guys not in their starting lineup. Whereas Miami, I mean, their top five guys are, for the most part, going to be their five guys to score. They'll play three others who will come in there and give them some other things. Um, UConn has a ton of talent. But really, who's hurting you there is going to be Sonogo. It's going to be Jordan Hawkins. It's going to be Andre Jackson. Um, So I I think that's – it can be great for you. And it can also be one of those things where, all right, we got six or seven dudes and – and we roll with it. It all depends on kind of what your team is built with and, and what your, your coach's philosophy is. Robbie, I want you to think back to some of your teams. And you had some really good teams, man. If you could have stayed healthy in those eight years, you know, when you were at Purdue. You, yeah, I, I think only those 16 years I would have been healthy. We would have, I, I, think, I think you go even farther. But you had some great teams and you were a heck of a player. But what are some things, what do you think are the most important factors when it gets right down to it? aside from maybe guard play, because you guys had really good guards. I think you guys had – you just you had a really good team um, a couple of those years. What are some factors that these guys – it's now the Final Four. What are some factors that these players should be thinking – need to be thinking about if they're, they're thinking of winning two games this weekend? Yeah, I, I think it, it certainly comes down to can you get stops? You know, what, what can you do defensively to impact the other other team with your game plan and how well do you execute that? And then I always thought in the NCAA tournament, you know, dealing with the adversity that, that gets thrown at you. Somebody mm-hmm. gets in foul trouble. Um, somebody rolls an ankle. You know, you get a, a bad call that goes against you. And that, those things happen, right? Like mm-hmm. that's part of playing the game. And I just think how well can you roll with that and not let some of those negative things impact you most of the time, those are the teams that we see come out victorious. The, the other teams are going to make their run, and, and certainly that, that's a part of the game too. But I, I think dealing with negative adversity in right. these high situations is, is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Robbie, when you look at the Final Four, I like it because it was shake-up city. I wish college football had a little bit more of that instead yeah, of the usual right. suspects. So I like it, but not everybody does. When you hear the naysayers saying, oh, gosh, we got Florida Atlantic and we got five seeds and man, we don't have the one seeds. You got a bunch of Sammy Hagars in your mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're sick. But especially as a former player, Robbie, what do you think when you hear the naysayers saying things like that? Yeah, I mean, I always look at it like the Final Four is an awesome event regardless. I think it's, it's a, a great kind of celebration of the season. And it's definitely a lot different from last year um, where you've got Kansas and Duke and North Carolina and Villanova. <laughs> That's like the ultimate blue blood four. Now, I will say I went to the game, and normally I don't, I don't always go to the games um, at the Final Four just because there's so much other stuff going on. Yeah. But I, I went to the Duke-Carolina game last year, and I think it's the, the, the most electric kind of buzz pregame that I have ever seen in a mm-hmm. college basketball game. Just because of the Coach K storyline, right. the Carolina-Duke rivalry storyline, there was a lot going on. And on top of that, 
the pros on the floor mm-hmm. in some of those games, the talent was was high level. Yeah, how about the and, pros in the stands too? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that too. That's true. You've got some some heavy hitters at the games. Yeah. Um, the pro aspect this year probably not as much, but I I agree. I I get so bored with college football seeing the same teams over and over again. The Alabamas, Ohio States. You know, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Notre Dame. Probably Who's that? I said Notre Dame. <laughs> well, like just the same six teams yeah, over yeah. and in the playoff. I'm not saying Notre Dame's winning the games in the playoff, but they do, <laughs> they do take it fairly regularly in the last, what, five or six years. Yep. So they take those same six and, like, pencil them in. And I just – I like the fact that there's some, some, I guess, different teams playing here this year. But I do worry, from an attendance standpoint, what it's going to look like, just because these universities aren't necessarily big. You, know, you need some of those big alumni bases to, right. to come down here and travel. On the flip side of that coin, San Diego State, Florida, Atlantic, and Miami can say, well, we've never been here before. Better go. So I, I'm interested to see what the crowd looks like. You know, how about the NIT? You've got Wisconsin, North Texas, and you've got Utah Valley, UAB. Same deal. Now, yeah. That's really going to take a hit at Madison Square Garden, but you've got three Conference it's USA like teams. Vegas this year. It's not in New York anymore. Oh, where's uh, it at? Vegas? Vegas. Oh, yeah. I that's, think it's in New Orleans. That's right. That's right. The, yeah. They changed it, yeah. But still, I mean, who knows what it will look like. I guess it's a reason to go to Vegas, but... Um, That'll bode well yeah. for the Utah Valley fans. That won't be too too tough of a drive. But I mean, you've got my, my point is, in addition, is you've got three Conference USA teams in the Final Fours of these big tournaments. Yeah, you know, that speaks volume for uh, what Dusty May has accomplished. Going back to oh. you know his uh, Indiana roots, uh, it's impressive. No, it totally is, and certainly that league was was undervalued, and I think they were underseeded as a nine seed. I mean, they're thirty five and three. They go eighteen and two in conference USA. You've got two teams in the NIT and one in the actual Final Four. So, did you? Was he at Indiana when you were there? He was. He was a manager when I was a player, and then when I was a graduate assistant, he was one of Mike Davis's operations guys. So, I, okay. he, he essentially mentored me, Robbie. He kind of right. helped me cut my teeth in this business. Here I sit oh, unemployed, but uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe he'll hire me. <laughs> Good job, Dusty. Did, did you, uh, did you think when he was a manager that he would be a, a coach like this? Was no, I, I didn't. But when I when when I was a GA and he was essentially my boss, um, his ability to lead people to get people to just to to fall in line and and do things was was impressive then. We had some heated noon ball games and then finally we joined forces right. cuz we got in fights so much. <laughs> you hate to see that in the noon ball game. <laughs> <laughs> hey Robbie, uh, before you go, man, Robbie Hummel with us. I just have to know in that San Diego State Creighton game. If you're on the floor, put yourself in the shoes of the San Diego State player taking that shot at the foul line and and there's some contact on the hip. Do you think it's a foul? If you're the Creighton player and you're guarding that San Diego State player, do you think it's a foul? Yeah, I mean, I the whole debate of can you call that at that point in time really puts the officials in a tough spot. And they do need to call the game with a feel, I think. But when you put your hand on somebody and there's certainly contact, you're, you're putting yourself at a, a, a super risk. If I'm the San Diego State player – I'm saying, heck yeah, he fouled me. And if I'm the crazy defender, I'm saying, man, how could you call that right now? You know? like, <laughs> right. 
Yep. That's the way that, that rolled. I thought there was a call in the Miami-Texas game, and I got to watch that much more closely because I was doing the games with Kevin Kugler, mm-hmm. and they called a foul on North Shadow Mirror initially for going over the back. Would have been his fifth foul. Would have been Texas basketball. I think it was a two-point game at that time. And they reversed the call and called Brock Cunningham for yes. undercut. Um, yep. But to me, as a player, you are taught to block out. Mm-hmm. And he's blocking out before O'Meara's right. left his feet. And then O'Meara just jumped. So I'm like, yep. so wait, we're rewarding guys. If they're blocked out, just jump, and I'll, I'll go over this guy's back, and they'll call him for an undercut. If, yeah. I'm with it if he slides underneath and takes you out. That should be a foul on Brock Cunningham. But I, I don't know how the rule reads, but I don't agree that that's the way it should be interpreted. I, I think if you're blocking out, that's your space. Yeah. You you have a right to block out. But that that was a big call as well. It's it's tough. Those end-of-the-game calls, they, they really – they impact the game. There's no doubt about that. Robbie, you're the man. You crushed the interview, and you got the, the you, question you, right. Robbie, you let Team me David down Lee. heavily. That was the most important thing, right? The Van Halen answer for you. It's, it, you let me down. It's perfect. I'm so, I'm Come so back sorry. every day, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Hey, man, enjoy the Final Four, Robbie. We'll see you, bud. Will do. Sounds good. See you guys. See you. There he is, Robbie Hummel, Westwood One, Big Ten Network, ESPN. I mean it. If he stays healthy... That's Purdue's Final Four. That's Purdue's National Championship. I, I remember I remember watching him at Minnesota when he hurt his knee. And awful. Great player. But yeah. even better uh, in the media. Oh, he's Impressive. tremendous. He he's really a role is. model. He's doing a great job. He's a role model for me. You know, he's talking about officials having a feel, right? Yep. It's the same thing in commentating. Yeah. Some commentators are really good. They just don't have a feel. Like yeah. Robbie's good and has a feel. In that voice, it's yeah. it's Summerall-esque. It's silky smooth. It's so soothing. It's Jimmy Cook-esque. Oh, gosh. Come to Papa. Right? Yeah. All right, coming up next, which NBA guy? Jimmy's blushing. <laughs> Sorry. Someone at the Pacers game last night, Dane, compared me to an NBA guy. Which guy do I resemble, in his opinion? Do I get to answer now or wait? Let's let's make it a teaser, but I will answer on the other side. Okay, good. Uh, that and a, a pop quiz as well. That's on the way. I'm Brian. No, he's Dane Cook. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brian No, he's Dane Fife, otherwise known as Dane Cook, stand-up comedian. That's a combo of myself and Jimmy. What a combo. <laughs> you talk about that is it, David right? Lee Roth, hot for teacher. Yeah. Like, who are your favorite stand-up comics there, Dane? Not Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. He doesn't um, rank? Not in the top no. five? Um, Can't sneak yeah. him in there, huh? Gosh. that That's a tough one. Chris Rock? Nope. No. Um, Dave Chappelle's funny. Dave Chappelle's he's, hilarious. He's brilliant. Um, Killing Him Softly is one of my favorite stand-up yeah. comedy. Stand-up um, Amy fans. Schumer makes me laugh. Oh, she's I'm hilarious. not a fan. but Absolutely um, hilarious. What do you mean? She makes oh, you laugh, but you're not a fan? Not a fan, but she makes me laugh. Like, I, I don't like her. <laughs> We're not friends, but she, she's funny. She's a little too, little too vulgar. Rob Snyder cracks me up. Love Rob. I love all those Saturday Night Live people. How about Bill Burr? Bill Burr's funny. Very funny. Um, 
I didn't get a chance. He came to Bloomington this winter, and I didn't get a chance to go see him. But um, I need to watch a little more Bill Burr. A little more. Um, Not convinced. No. Yeah. I love a heavy set comedian, <laughs> a, a, a weighted, like a Chris Louis Farley. Louis Anderson. Y- yeah. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Yeah. But a heavy set one, RIP Chris Farley Same as well. Thing, yeah. Um, I just love the heavy set guys and gals. I don't discriminate. I just, they make me laugh <laughs> when they man. get up and do comedic things. It works for you. I like that. Yep. Um, so I was at the Pacers game last night. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a blowout. Team Tank. In the building, no Halliburton, no Miles Turner. Finally, they figured it out. I know. I've got it. Who is it? Who do I look like? The, the guy, guy that, that plays for the Heat, <laughs> used to play for the Heat. Um, is it Dragic? Dragic? Oh, yeah. Goran? Goran Dragic. <laughs> so the, or, uh, the, the guy next to me, we're, we're just talking, and he looks at me and he you. goes, you look like fill in the blank. So your guess is Dragic, Dragic is on the board, TJ McConnell of the Pacers. Is not a bad guess. Right. I'm going Dragic. That's an easy one. Maybe like a – is he still playing? Uh, you know, I don't know that he ever did. Uh-oh. That's a big well, – You said big NBA hit. player. NBA guy. Say NBA, NBA guy. guy. Chris yeah. Paul. Not Chris CP3. Paul. Not Chris Paul. No. no? He played. Right. <laughs> still playing. Well, see, Jimmy, NBA guy. Um, Rob Palenka. That's exactly who it was. He nailed it. Jimmy Cook. James Cook. How? I you do not look like Rob. I, I'm not saying I, I do. know Robert, what he's I know I, Rob Polinka. I, I was just he said didn't play. And you think about like recognizable faces in the league. I don't know. Polinka was the first one that popped in my mind. He man. I was thinking CP three. But he's in he plays. Okay, well, I got a pop quiz for Phil you. Phil Jackson. Got a pop quiz here. If you can sound me, Jimmy. We got a Got fancy sound effects, okay? Game show time. Pop quiz. So you know about Luka Doncic. His 16th technical foul was rescinded. That's why he was able to play last night and went crazy against the Pacers. How about the baseline pass? Did you see that thing? Double team baseline pass? It's the thing of beauty. Threaded the needle. He really did. So Doncic has 15 technical fouls right here. We're looking at season leaders for technical fouls in the NBA. All right, there are four other guys on this list that have had at least 13 technical fouls. I want to see who uh, comes up with more. Players and coaches? You, Dane, Fife slash Dane Cook. Cook. Or Jimmy Cook. Uh, players and coaches? When are we starting? Just players. Just Start players. right now. Draymond. You sick son of a gun. Come on, that's an easy one. <laughs> that's correct. Draymond with 16 technical fouls. That. Let's see. Uh, Your opportunity right here, Dane. Um. Oh, um, place for the Suns. Um, DeAndre Ayton. Not even close. No DeAndre Ayton. I'd have to look up how many. No Googling, Jimmy. I, I, it looks like he's reading. Hands are free. Clay Thompson. No Clay. What do you say, Jimmy? Pat Bev. Not a bad guess. Hmm. Jimmy no Butler. <laughs> Are they name guys? Um, uh, one is for sure. One Paul, is a name guy. CP3. Your twin. <laughs> Paul, Paul George. <laughs> Anthony Davis. No, no, actually, sorry. Oh, Anthony, Carl Towns. Start, Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns. Starts with Anthony, one of them. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. 
Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards. Yep. Ant-Man. Ant-Man is on there. Recruiting Ant-Man. 13. Right, one, one big name and one obvious troll. Jason Just, Tatum. Nope. One big name and one maybe one the name, maybe the troll. troll of the NBA right now. <laughs> I mean that's why I said Pat Bev. That's a good one, <laughs> but I think he's past Pat Bev in the troll power rankings. Marcus Smart. Nope. You're gonna hate yourself when I tell you he's leading the NBA in technical. Leading fouls. technicals in the NBA. Eighteen uh, of them. Okay, position. Can we just hint? Uh, you know, guard forward. Dylan Kinda Brooks. Me. That's it. Dylan Jimmy's Brooks. got the screen right you in front. Come He's over, you can come over and look. All I have is a tankathon list and the show rundown. There's <laughs> no answers there. Wouldn't you agree Dylan Brooks is Brooksy. back and forth with Draymond? He's more yeah. so that I think yeah. he's the troll of the NBA right now. And then one big name. One big name. East, Eastern or Western? Eastern. Just got uh, thrown out of a game. Oh, right? well, Embiid. Embiid. What? Nope. Just got thrown out of a game and just got thrown out within oh, the last Harden. week. Nope. Durant. Nope. Donovan Mitchell. Pistons. Pacers. East. I could do one mannerism and you would know for sure. Yeah. Oh, give us the mannerism. What the? You want the mannerism? Sure. That's it. That's the mannerism right there. <laughs> you don't know the the mannerism. Guard forward, um, right, right here. Celtics. Uh, really? Nets. Nets um, Jimmy Cook. Shame what, what on you. you. What are you? I don't can't see what you're doing. He's rubbing his elbows. Oh, like this. Um, uh, nothing. No. Are you serious? Don't have it. Um, you guys. Guard forward. Guard. Oh, this is a guard. One of the better guards. Oh, uh, Trey Young. There you oh, go. Gosh, come on, man. You don't know the ice tray? I went three of four. I don't I, recognize I'm it. Hang my, hang my <laughs> Maybe it's because Brian knows doing it, not Trey Young. I don't I recognize it. I thought Rob it. Polinka was rubbing his elbows. I was very confused. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. That's what it was. Hey, didn't better register. shirt today, by the way. You don't have any John, John, John Gruden. Spider two Y banana. That sounded like E.T. Did it? It sounded like your E.T. impersonation. <laughs> E.T. phone home. All right, coming up next. Cha-chas. Chi-chis. Chi-chis. Joel Erickson, Colts beat writer. Uh, he will join us right around the corner. Keep it locked right here. Brian, no. Dane Fife. 93.5, The Fan. I like E. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Five here on The Fan. Do you like this, huh? Is your go-to? Nope. You just unveiled something about David Lee Roth. Where was he born? Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> Are you a bigger fan now? No. I, I, I like. I, I, I do like him now. I just don't think he's better than Sammy Hagar with the, uh, the Van Halen bros. What, like the boring factor? You know, not as boring as Sammy that... No, I just, I think, I'd, I'd imagine he was medically induced into doing some of those things. All right, we got Joel Erickson, Colts beat writer for the Indy Star, joining us right here. Uh, Joel, we've had an ongoing debate. Just indulge us for a second. Are you team David Lee or team Sammy? Full body of work, when Joel. It come, when Full it comes body. to Van Humble, Halen. Humble. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, I'm the wrong person to ask here. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know the, I don't know the body of work well enough. How about just when it comes to mind, you got anything for us? This is really important. (laughs) 
Dane had a prediction which way you would lean here, Joel. I I I, I really I don't know enough about Van Halen's hey. Van Halen's library and what goes where to, to even even I'm I'm the worst resource on it. All right, screw the Van Halens. Hagar or Lee Roth, which one? <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> what is it with you and badgering guests, Dane? I just don't. All right, flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> We're betting on your answer here, Joel. No. <laughs> what, what is your uh, your musical go to over there, Joel? What are what do you know a lot about? Uh, my favorite band is U two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My favorite band is U two. The Joshua, the Joshua Tree or Rattle and Hum. Uh, so I think, I, I mean, I know it's the stock answer, but Joshua Tree is my favorite album. I, I, I'm really partial to war. Yeah. I like and, war. uh, I'm partial to war and I'm, I, I like some of the newer stuff more than a lot of people do. How many times have There's you seen them in concert, Joel? Uh, I've seen them four times. I've what? seen them four times in concert. Uh, I saw them in Dallas. I saw them in New Orleans twice, and once I saw them in Seattle. And uh, they had uh, they Seattle. they when they were it was on the Joshua Tree tour, and they brought Eddie Vedder on to do a verse on Mother's Disappeared. Oh, that's good. Eddie and Vedder. his voice his his voice was so different for that song. It was really good, really really cool. You ever see a concert abroad, Joel? No, I haven't nope. either. No, never seen one abroad. No, you Dane. You ever seen Sammy Hagar in concert? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I knew he I didn't because he would have said, clearly David Lee Roth. <laughs> leather so, leather or blue jeans? Let's let's put leather pants or blue jeans. Which one? Blue jeans. There you go. He's a Hagar fan. <laughs> That's unfair. He finally got him. It's unfair. He's locked in. Hagar. Uh, Joel, with this. Go ahead, Joel. What? How many people are going to say leather pants if you just ask that question? Exactly. Who's hey, saying that? I finally got you to answer. You wouldn't refuse <laughs> totally to play unfair. the fifth. And then you came in like you too. The you too is so close to Hagarish. They're so Hagarish. <laughs> are they? He did a lot more than David Lee Roth. What what is it about Bono and you two that's Hagarish? Just the, the the singing, the vibe. They're they're man's men. They're a man's man. They're for man's men. <laughs> And Joel's a football guy. He's he's all man. He's a man's man. Just like Sammy Hager. I'm not shocked he likes you two. I'm not shocked he appreciates Eddie Vedder. He's a so man's Joel, man. So, Joel, this Lamar Jackson stuff, man, is crazy, right? That's not why he's hey, on hey, here. Hey, hey, that's our job, Jimmy Cook. Oh, my, fault. Out my bad, here. sorry. I thought Joel was on here for... No? We're, we're having fun with Joel, and we'll get to, you know, this little detail about Lamar in due time. It's, what do you think about Lamar Jackson possibly being a Colt, <laughs> Joel? What do you think about that? Well, yesterday, so yesterday was wild. Yesterday was a real roller coaster here down here in Arizona because we, right as we're sitting down and talking to Shane Steichen, the Lamar tweets go out. Like, right, I think we were probably like two questions in. Uh, it sounds like John Harbaugh wasn't even at his seat yet. Um, so we, you know, I asked about him and Steichen didn't say anything. And then we asked Chris Ballard about him. And kind of surprisingly for me, Chris Ballard was, you know, that any time a player who's special like that, and Ballard doesn't – special is kind of a buzzword for him in terms of like a real difference maker. Uh, you have to do the work on it, which made it sound like a possibility. And, you know, I, I do think the Colts are doing their work on him and trying to see if it's doable. 
but then, you know, late at night, kind of, especially late at night on the East Coast, we talked to Jim Ursay. And talking to Ursay kind of went back the other way. Kind of felt like it was, it was less of a possibility than, than, than maybe it sounded like from Ballard, just because Ursay just sounds really concerned about what it would take uh, in terms of draft picks and salary cap space to build a team around him if you were to make the move for Lamar. So that they, like I said, a kind of a roller coaster where your interest level kind of goes up and then down. But I think ultimately it still seems unlikely. Uh, I do think it's notable, though, that Chris Ballard said we're going to do the work on him because so many teams have said yeah. we're not interested. Pete Carroll did it this morning. Like there, there's, there's been so many teams who said that who's just flat out said we're not interested at all. That's surprising to me, right? Like I think it just makes more sense to say we're going to do our due diligence. He's a special player. Maybe nothing comes from it, but it makes way more sense to me to say what Ballard said instead of no thanks, not interested. It's weird to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know why you would, especially if you're quarterback needy like some of these teams are. Um, I don't know if I don't really understand why you would do that either, other than just because they don't do that with other. I'm you know they don't do that with every player who comes available. Just kind of weird. And I mean, what Ballard said makes sense too. If it is doable, I mean, maybe you don't want to. If if the if the if the price tag is fifty million per year, you really are concerned about the price and about what that's going to do to your cap. You losing the draft picks, like he's probably still worth checking into it in case he doesn't get paid $50 million a year, you know, um, in case it comes down later and it becomes more doable. Um, that was that was the second thing Ballard said was, you know, you have to see if it's doable. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Like I said, talking to Ursay made it sound like it, it wasn't doable, but at the very least, the Colts are, are somewhat interested. Joel, I, Dane Fife here. I, I read your article. I read it this morning. I'm rereading it. And to me, Ursay shut it down. He he said it without saying it. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't leave. He didn't leave a whole lot of room. You're no. right. Yeah. Now, look, Lamar Jackson. I, I'm sure you've seen how this story is written. The, the whole thing with QBs and free agents. Um, what what is Lamar Jackson up to if he's not simply just trying to get um, a bigger contract? Do, do markets play a role? The different size markets. I mean, like in basketball, it's New York, LA, and maybe Chicago. If you want a big market, if you want a market, uh, I, I don't think I don't think it's that because it doesn't really work that way in football. I mean, two of the biggest stars in the NFL. I mean, one of them is about to come to New York, but two of the biggest stars in the NFL. For a long time, the two of the most ubiquitous commercial guys have been Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and that's Green Bay and Kansas City. In the NFL, if you're a premier quarterback, it almost doesn't matter where you do your stuff. I think with Lamar, it just comes down to it comes down to the contract. But the thing about the contract is, people always miss this. It's not necessarily it is about the money, but it's also about a um, respect factor, like. Guys want to be paid the most because it's a sign of that they're one of the best players in the game. That's that's a lot of times the motivating factor yeah. for getting over it. Because, you know, I mean, at the levels of money that, that Lamar is talking about, it's a lot of money either way, you know. But the, the respect factor, and I got a bigger contract than that guy, therefore I'm clearly better than him, does play a significant role. Do you see a scenario where Lamar Jackson goes back to the Ravens? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the the Packers did it with Rodgers. It it only lasted for a little while, but the, he was supposedly completely out the door, and he played another season for him. And there's been reports that they're still negotiating with him. Here yesterday, basically every Ravens person who talked kept saying, you know, 
we, we still want him here. We're going to try to do what we have. I think if they get to a, a number he wants to and he doesn't have something for another team, he's going to take that number and, and play play for him. What do you think, Joel? Come week one, what's your best guess? He's playing for the Ravens. He's sitting out the beginning of the season, or he's elsewhere. I keep. I know what he said yesterday, and I know how strong it sounds against the Ravens. But to me, I just keep thinking that ultimately he's probably going to end up there because this just, just, just doesn't seem like there's a big market for him right now. Yeah, you know, it's not like last year, like with when Watson became available, and there's four teams very obviously bidding for his services. Um. I think ultimately he's going to end up having to go back to where he was and they're going to end up having to pony up something. Feels like a maybe a three-year deal to me, you know? I don't know that the five-year deal comes and uh, if he's wanting something shorter and he could hit that next window before he's 30, I think that might be where they settle up there. And I also think, Joel, it's like one of these deals, if it's a three-year deal, I think it makes it more likely that the Ravens would match it should another team offer him something. Yeah, and it's 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 maybe a little it's 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 hard to tell. Everyone's reported that he wants fully guaranteed contract. He's kind of tried to throw water on that uh, several times. But if it's a three-year deal, I mean, the, the Vikings did that with Kirk Cousins. I, I think it's a lot more palatable to an owner to do a three-year guaranteed deal because a three-year guaranteed deal is essentially what you would be doing if you sign him to a five-year deal under the under a normal structure where there's you know so much of it is guaranteed. So whatever percentages guaranteed money on these big contracts that's usually kind of the first three years anyway so i think if, it, if it's just a three-year deal cutoff i think then you can maybe fully guarantee it if in fact that is what he cares about the most mm-hmm. um he hasn't quite been clear on that although all the reporting indicates that that's what he wants joel erickson joining us here colts beat writer for the indy star what do you think the chances are if it's a three-year deal that it's fully guaranteed for obviously more money than Kirk Cousins got, but fully guaranteed just like Kirk Cousins did? Well, uh, uh, Jim Irsay was asked about fully guaranteed deals yesterday and was very against them. And I know that that doesn't play into it if he signs with Baltimore, but I do think that maybe that's an indication of where the league is on not wanting to pay those from an ownership standpoint. I don't know where the Ravens are necessarily. Um, not not covering them, but it does seem like what they did, what the Browns did with Watson last year, is looked at around the league. Is uh, I can't believe you did that. I don't know if we want to keep doing that. So, but they might have to if they want to get their quarterback back. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell. It's, it's been a, it's, like I said, it's been a wild, it's been a wild twenty four hours here in, in Arizona. Yeah, real wild. What do you think about the Colts? Because this is obviously a major decision. And on one side, you've got Lamar. You have to pay him a bunch of money, give up two first-round picks. Uh, If you go rookie quarterback, not as proven, obviously, as Lamar has been, former MVP unanimously, but he's cheaper. Might actually be better. Might be healthier, right? Like He's going to make less in one year than Lamar would make in four years. So, I mean, like, when you look at all of that, what do you think makes the most sense for where the Colts are positioned? Well, I think uh, I'll speak after talking to, to Steichen and Ballard and Ursay yesterday. I'll speak from what I think, you know, or where I think Ursay was coming from. I, I thought Ursay pretty convincingly made the case that he wants to go the rookie route um, over, over any veteran, including Jackson. And for some of the reasons that he just said, he talked a lot about you know, if you have a guy on a rookie contract, you can build, you can use the money to build the roster around him. Mm-hmm. 
um, and get it going while he develops into the kind of guy who can carry a roster. Uh, he said he said he said he's wanted a rookie quarterback since the since Philip Rivers retired. Um, it, it seems like that's where the it, it feels like that's where they're headed. And a lot of our conversation with Chris Ballard was about drafting quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks too. Um, so it, it seems to me like that's that's still the overwhelming direction of the organization. I think they're going to look into Lamar Jackson, but I, the overwhelming direction of the organization is there's probably going to be a rookie quarterback and. And we'll we'll see where it goes from there. What else has been most interesting to you over in Arizona at the league at the owners' meetings? Uh, well, so we we asked you know both Ballard and Ursay some questions about you know what they're comfortable with because it doesn't feel like they're it doesn't feel to me like they're in a going for it mode. I mean, I don't know that Chris Ballard or Ursay. I I think this is one thing that I want to get clear. There's always this talk about like Ballard's cap, Chris Ballard's cap philosophy. And is he like? Why isn't he spending more? Doesn't Ursay want him to spend more? In in the last couple of years of talking to Jim Ursay, I have not gotten that indication at all. He he spends a lot of time when he's talking to us talking about managing the cap well, um, making sure you're not in cap prison. He said he didn't want to be in cap prison yesterday. Uh, he doesn't want to do some of these deals where they push money off the way other teams do. Ballard's cap philosophy is the organization's philosophy, which comes from our thing. That's this is it's all together. Um, so the lack of free agent stuff, it's it's. I mean, I, ultimately the GM is the one making the decision, but Ursa is behind it. Um, and then the other hard part is just to figure out, you know, what what do they want out of this season? I, you know, mm-hmm. Ursa spoke a lot about being patient when you have a rookie quarterback because you mm-hmm. he referenced you know Peyton Manning being six and ten. Um, but it was clear to everybody that they were headed in the right direction and knowing that sometimes it takes a young quarterback. He also said um, that he was he thought the division was gettable and he wants to go for the division and he wants to win the first game. Um, and so there's kind of a there's kind of a, a, a both sides of it. You know, they they they, you, they know if you're going to have a rookie quarterback, you might not be super competitive right away because he might not be a fully formed – he's not going to be a – that might not be. He's almost certainly not going to be a fully formed quarterback at that point. But he also, you know, spoke about wanting to win and compete and compete for the division. So it, it was a little. It came out a little unclear on, you know, is this a treading water situation? Well, they're hoping to get the quarterback. Is this a? Do they still? Does he still? You know, feel the way he felt last year about winning the division, where he ha- you have to, or there might be big changes, um, or is it? Or is it a? Okay, let's wait and see what we have, and it might take a couple of years. It, it was a little bit unclear where, where they where the where the organization falls that way. I think, I think the way they've operated, like the actions that they've taken in free agency, letting people go, I think would indicate to you that they're kind of comfortable treading water while you have a rookie quarterback. They're going to take it slow. Take it slow, one day at a time. Yep. I hear you. By the way, uh, before you get out of here, Joel, we appreciate your time. Going back to you 2 and Bono for a second here. Mm-hmm. Let's bookend it with music. If you had to wear those like blue glasses that Bono always wears, like mm-hmm. h- how many days do you think you could last doing that before it drove you crazy? Uh, I think I'd be fine as long <laughs> as they, as long as they, you know, just kind of shaded the sun a little bit. I think I'd be fine. I think. Cold I mean, I, you know, kind of a homer. You get it. You'd get a lot of you'd get a lot of questions, but I think I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine. Yeah, maybe. What I really want is what I really want from him, though, is the first time I ever saw him 
um, was in Dallas in Jerry World, and he had this laser jacket, like it shot lasers out oh, in all what? directions. It's an aggressive for, uh, jacket. Wow. That's what you want. For, huh? city of, for City of Blinding Lights, that's what I want. I want the laser jacket. How far? I don't far? know what I would wear it to. I don't know what I would wear it to, but I want it. Like the balcony could get lasered by Bono? Like how much? How far did it stretch there? It was it was like like it looked like he had beams of light shooting off of him. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's wild. Imagine doing that in laser tag. <laughs> you kill it all the way from his all the way from his shoulders all the way down his arms, just shooting off. And they like you know he would like hold on to the mic and it would spin, and so like the the lights Jeez. would all spin. I gotta wow. check that out. That I'm gonna is. look that That's up awesome on YouTube, right Jerry. And you're in Jerry's world. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah I wanted I, I want the laser jacket. That's what I want more than anything. I love that, man. Well, hey, Joel, great stuff today, man. Good visiting with you. Hope to catch you soon. Thank you, Joel. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep, thank you, Joel Erickson, Colts beat writer for the Indy Star. I once saw Tiffany at the Pineab Amphitheater, and she never wore anything like that. How long ago was that? 87. 87 you saw Tiffany. Yep. She had to be a big deal in 87. She was. I think We're Alone Now was her song, and I was there to see her, but the group I was with was there to see new kids on the block. Oh, wow. It was like a two-for-one type thing? Yeah. 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 That's nice. Tiffany did not have lasers shooting out of her <laughs> coat nor pants. You still probably like that song, I would imagine, right? No. Think we're alone now? Nope. I don't believe you at all. I Jimmy, Jimmy you got a, a polygraph over there? Mm-hmm. Can we hook him up? How about, how about Jimmy Content Cook? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. J- Jimmy has it's like an internal clock. With a K, so J- Jimmy K. Right, like it's like the quarterback. He knows he's got to get rid of the ball. He got the internal clock. That's how Jimmy Boom. Content Cook is. Jimmy K. With steering us back like an Australian shepherd toward content. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 240 lasers embedded along the seams of the arms and main body of the jacket. My lord. 240. 240 lasers. Yes. It's a lot of lasers right there. How much do you think that jacket costs? Thousands. Probably yes. as much as Jerry's World. But sure, it's pretty expensive. Do you go Jerry's World or Jerry World? Because I've heard both. I go Jerry's World with an, with an S. It's his ownership. I like Jerry World. Do you? Some of the locals go singular. Is that right? Yeah. Jimmy? Okay, final break. The tie. I go Jerry World. You go Jerry World. Sounds more like a place, like a like a yeah. mecca versus just Jerry's World. It's not I don't know. Disney's Land. Yeah, you know. That's a good point. Right. I might change my stance, Jimmy. You go Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this, but where do you stand? Much like gonna... m- much like Joel, I I really don't stand. I oh, I I, 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 no. I listen. I've bobbed my head to jump. I've bobbed my head to right now before. So I this don't know. This is our know. Jimmy's Jimmy and Joel, same generation. Anybody below forty, they won't take a stance on anything. Well, I'm not going to take a stance that I'm not like passionate about. I don't care. You don't have to be passionate. I I'm don't, not passionate I don't about care. either one of them. You clearly just, are pretty passionate well, about Sammy Hagar. I've got a Sammy problem Hagar. with people that say David Lee Roth is better than Sammy Hagar with Van Halen. I just adamantly disagree. I'm going to take a stance. What's another example of, I don't know, Something. two different singers, a different band? Like I would have an opinion on pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, let's start with Pearl Jam or somebody else. Pearl Jam or Stone Temple Pilots? I would go slightly Pearl Jam. They have a better catalog of songs, but for a, a brief period of time, I'll put it like this. 
Uh, STP, yeah. a little bit like Terrell Davis, the former Broncos running back. Yeah. Great, but only about a four-year career. You know, uh, Eddie Vedder and and the the Pearl Jam guys. Longer, oh man, longer shelf life. Huge basketball guys. The original, not the original, but the, the start of their band um, was Moopy, Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, that's right. That, that was the name of their that's band. Right. Yeah, yeah, their yeah. album ten is Mookie Blaylock's number. That's hilarious. They right? loved Mookie Blaylock, former former Mookie. Hooper. You're right. Yeah. So I know a little about music. Shout there. out Oklahoma, right? Yes. Mookie yep. and Stacy King. Yep. That's a good squad. You remember when they? I don't know who it was. If it was Stacy or somebody else. But they were celebrating. It's probably going to the Final Four. They stood on top of the, the rim. rim. Yep. You remember that? I do. Billy Tubbs told me, get down from there. <laughs> You're going to break you your gotta neck. Get down from there. Yeah, Final Four. And we got to play. Who? That's a trivia question. Who were the two players <laughs> on top of the rim? And bonus, who told him to get the hell down from there? <laughs> <laughs> we got to find that out before the show ends. Got to find that out. By the way, Dane, are you team tank for the Pacers? I'm all about the long-term vision over here. It doesn't make any sense to I, win I these games to- at the end. Lose, lose out, lose out, have as many ping pong I, balls as possible. I hate to say the word tank. I'm for team maintain the the <laughs> ping pong balls in our favor. <laughs> but let's end on a positive note. Let's make sure everybody's healthy. Let's make sure we're trying to win some games, keeping everybody healthy. Uh-huh. I read today uh, it's not in, it's not load management. It's injury management, injury maintenance. Oh, yeah, okay. We got to get rid of that word and, and the oh, management man. maintenance. Let's just bag it. it. Bad connotations. By the guy, by the way, the guy that I sat next to at the Pacers game who said I looked like Rob Palinka, his other line, which was way better, Luca had a beautiful like uh, scoop shot. Finger roll. Oh, it was tremendous. But he yelled out. We didn't pay to see Nemhart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we want to see it. We want to see some razzle Let's dazzle go, over Luca. here. We didn't pay yep. to see Nemhart. Said that to you, Palinka. <laughs> like I have any say. Yelled did it you, out into the atmosphere. Did you start playing the role of Palinka? No, I didn't. Hey, I how was you doing, like, Palinka? Oh, cool. What are you doing all the way up here in these rafters, <laughs> Palinka? GM of the Lakers. It was just so funny. He just he, he glanced at me. He's like, you look like Rob Palinka. And that was it. That was yeah, the whole conversation. Yeah, just low key here, scouting, just yeah. scouting these teams, scout, you know, scouting the Mavs in case we make the playoffs in what, L.A. What would be your response if the guy next to you said, "Hey, Dane, you look like Rob Palenka"? I'd probably own it. You'd just be like, think, "What? Thank you." I mean, if if they just said, "Hey, you look like," I'd probably be Rob Palenka then, <laughs> just to have some fun. Are you going to commit to Austin Reeves and kick LeBron to the curb over there, the Lakers personnel guy? Yeah, I yeah. I I probably would not duck that question a little bit. <laughs> but I'd talk about my relationship with Magic and Jerry West and Phil Jackson, all those guys, Jeannie Buss. Yeah. I'd I'd own it. You watched the Lakers show? What was it? Lake show? Oh yeah. Showtime? Did you watch I think, that? Yeah, oh, it was great. You liked it? I, I thought Jerry West, the guy that I forget the guy's name, bad radio whatever his name the guy right, that played right. Jerry West was the whole show he was that good yeah and I know that made the real Jerry West angry yeah but man I'd like to hang out with the that Jerry West <laughs> you <laughs> know a lot more fun oh he was fun he seemed almost like the David Lee Roth version yeah yeah and in, in actuality more Sammy right right yeah David Lee Roth wears a lot of pink a lot of flowery stuff Hagar's going jeans and a flannel that's a man's man. By the way, I was uh, 
I'm thinking about three teams here coming up. Uh, Cowboys, Jets, and the Colts. Okay. Hmm? We're going to blend all those together. And I have a, a key question to ask you and everybody listening. Key question on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife here on The Fan. Dane just literally looked at me and goes, uh, Mick Jagger or Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go Mick on that one. You? Bon Jovi. Listen, man. I like John. He had some great vocals, man. John's American. I buy American. <laughs> I buy American. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Mick is like, uh, I don't know. What would he be? Toyota? Something? I don't know. He's a Fiat. He's a Fiat? Okay. He's one of those little smart cars that just, yeah, they don't bon even Jovi's have a trunk. Chevy. Oh. Yeah. Ford. Ford. F10. <laughs> so, so I saw Bon Jovi in Chicago, and Google Dolls opened up for John. Oh, I call wow. him John. Yeah. Um, And right then and there, the Google Dolls just... They they stole my heart. I'm a Did big really? Goo Goo Dolls guy. No kidding. Are they, they corporate for you? Nah, Buffalo. No, I don't think they've got a couple of okay. Like, eh, it's on. You got some jams. Are you kidding me? Now you've really made me mad. Okay, John anyway. Bon Jovi. J O N, right? Yes. I think it's J O N. I go J B J. J B J. Have you ever gone in Chicago to the Aragon Ballroom? Ever no, seen sir. a concert there? Uh uh-uh. uh Got to do it. That's the spot, huh? It's awesome. Great backdrop. Looks like uh, kind of like Spanish almost. Spanish, like uh, architecture. Architecture backdrop. A Spanish flavor. Saw a couple of metal shows there. Saw Pantera. Great. Man. Megadeth one year. Fantastic. I mean, you got to have like arthritis from holding your hands with those, <laughs> your, you know, your. Your index and your pinky, you know, the Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> right. Metal. You yeah, have arthritis. That type of thing. Okay, so I've got three NFL teams on my mind here, Dane. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, the Cowboys and the Jets have something in common, and the Colts could also be part of that group. Now, here's the thought. I'm looking at the Jets, and they say that they're confident they're going to land Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham Jr., Ezekiel Elliott, he's debating, does he join the Jets or a couple of other teams? So I'm thinking about it this way. The Jets are a lot like the Cowboys, meaning they try to be good, but they also want to be relevant. They also want the headlines. They want to be interesting. Not every team operates that way. And so the question becomes, if you aren't great in terms of winning, do you want to at least be interesting? Kind of like David Lee Roth. Would you rather be fun? Right, right. right? Yeah, he's no good, but, you know, the leather frayed pants. (laughs) I I kind of set myself up for that. You did. Yeah. So the question with the Colts is, you want to be good. Everybody does. Right. But if you're not one of the top teams, do you at least want to be interesting? Do you want to be entertaining? Do you want to win the the press conference? 
So if the answer to that question is yes, then Lamar Jackson's your guy. Yeah. Right? Like, Lamar is interesting. He's entertaining. Your team would be talked about like crazy. You would hope that you would be good also, that you'd be competing for a Super Bowl and hopefully win one. But if not, worst case scenario is you're still top of mind. You're still talked about. You're still relevant. So when you think about it from that perspective, kind of interesting to kind of broaden it beyond just wins and you're looking at relevance. I think I I alluded to it earlier. The Colts are about results. The Colts are about winning. The Colts are about culture. I think the Pacers are too. You're two, you're two major league franchises that I don't think the Colts or the Pacers are interested in winning press conferences. The Jets are Mm -hmm. the Cowboys I think they're somewhere in the middle. Oh, my gosh. The Cowboys are leading the charge with Jerry it's, Jones. Right. But oh they, they also kind of win games. Like, the Jets have been so irrelevant for so long. Right. Have they been irrelevant since Broadway Joe and his lounge chair? And largely, his chest hair that largely. was longer than, you know, uh, Bon Jovi's hair in the 80s? <laughs> I mean, Broadway Joe's chest hair. John Bon Jovi's "You Give Love a Bad Name." He, that that hair, hair, yeah. David Lee Roth. Yeah, he had some crazy long, chest long hair. hair, long hair, and crazy chest hair. Yeah, he had some. He had. Some, I think some of that stuff might have been lab grown. <laughs> Snarly chest hair. She a pet over there. We should get him on the show. Oh, that'd be great See if he still got it. That would be a. Chester. Outstanding. <laughs> See if he still got the Chester. But I'm not advocating for the Colts to, hey, guys, let's be interesting. Win the press conference. Let's be relevant but in the, some form or fashion. The interesting part to me, though, is if you're interested in being relevant, in being a talking point, which the Cowboys clearly are, with the which the Jets are also in that market competing against the Giants. The, They're the little brother. They want to be relevant. They yeah. want to have the... The back cover of the post, or you know, they want to be talked about. I don't think that means that you're not in it to win. I, I think it can be both, but there's this misperception, I believe, that the Cowboys, their priorities are in the wrong spot. They're just trying to be relevant. They're not really even trying to win. No, they're trying like crazy to win. Well, that's they're trying where the to do both. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's all bad. Now, you could look at it and say sometimes. Doing things in the name of being relevant gets in the way of winning. You're creating some challenges for yourself, like putting hurdles in front of yourself with some of the side show stuff that Jerry does. I totally buy that. But I think there's a misperception that if you care about being entertaining and relevant, that you don't care about winning. I don't think that's automatically true at all. I think you do that if you're like a if you're a Lions organization like they did with Hard Knocks this summer. It changed a lot of opinions current opinions about the Detroit Lions. I don't know if it changed yours or Jay Cook's at the Jay Cook, but that is a scenario where you've never been good mm-hmm. and you're trying to change some opinions and get people excited. The Jets have, they already have their fan base and it's growing and it's not going to stop and it's a huge market. Jets fans are probably the, in, in the NFL standards, are probably some of the most delusional fans on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they always will be. Um, and I think because the Jets never win. They never win. But they're fan, you know, they've had that. They're hanging on to the Joe Namath days, I suppose. Where the Cowboys fans, they give you enough. The Cowboys give you enough to wet your whistle. Think about this, too. And they have a history. Absolutely. Powerful they do. history. Yeah. 
Haven't won a Super Bowl since the 95 season. Big Troy. Been a long right. haul. But they give you enough to wet your whistle. They give you a lot. And that's the interesting part is go back with the Jets. Like you're saying, they haven't been good for a long, long time. Yeah. And one of the more memorable seasons is when Brett Favre was there. Yeah. They started off, I think, 8-3, and three, fizzled out, didn't work out. But they had hope. They were relevant. They were entertaining. The worst part is the double whammy of not being good and also not being relevant, relevant. or entertaining. Right. Yeah, I think that's a double-edged sword, too. I mean, because when you become relevant or entertaining, then you create the hype that people are thinking you're going to win, and they get even more pissed off. Right. Like, when I think of the Jets, I think of Rex Ryan's feet. Um, <laughs> I think of Vinny Testaverde. I think of Mark Sanchez in the butt fumble. There you go, yeah. And then I think of Joe Namath's chest hair. Uh-huh. And it was really long. Those are storylines. Right. Memorable storylines. I don't lines. think of trophies. I think of I Mark Sanchez of eating the hot dog on the sideline. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, it looked good. I mean, that was a good looking dog. It looked tasty. Prefer maybe a little more relish, but... I just go straight ketchup. Yeah. I know it's controversial. It should be. It, it should, is. It's it is. not controversial at all. How did, how did that become? It's crazy. I know. Jimmy? You? What do you do, Jimmy? Go ketchup. That's it. There you go. So generic. That's it's delicious. You can't... No mustard, no relish? No. Unnecessary. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, the Colts are a franchise. They, they, to me, they're a very good, well-run franchise. They're in a small market. It's hard to get top-tier talent, regardless of what anyone says. And they're going to get the right fits. They're not going to waste time on winning the press conference. Hey, man, there are a lot of teams that are like that. And there are teams that haven't been winning and aren't relevant either. That's what I hate. Is like Lions. The Carolina Panthers. They're just, just there. Yeah. They're just kind of there. And they made a bold move to go up to number one. They're going to be relevant. They're going to be a talking point, good or bad, making a move like that. I think that's interesting. And look, sometimes people will hear this and be like, what the what is this guy talking about? But there it's not just wins and losses. It's you're trying to put butts in seats. Marketing. You're trying to be relevant. Yes, you're trying to be entertaining. It's a show, right? Like yeah, it is. If it it's entertainment. If it wasn't a show, you wouldn't do anything I'm at the Pacers game. You wouldn't do anything during timeouts. You, you wouldn't have Rob like, Palenka eh. in the stands, just a random room in the stands. <laughs> it's just all about the game. You're it's right. Like, no, it is the entertainment right. business, you especially at the pro level. Boomers riding a tricycle. You've got halftime entertainment. It's all entertainment. Yep, it is. You're right. You are right. Gosh, that's quite a hype machine. That's you got to set that bar higher every year that, okay, last year we were supposed to win the Super Bowl. This year, oh, we got to go undefeated. We should be the 76, 70, what, Dolphins? 72. 70, 72 Dolphins? Larry Zonka? Yeah. Man, that's that's quite a bar that you have to, uh, quite a hurdle. Yeah. You got to get, that hurdle gets higher and higher. I mean. And hey, who's to say if the Colts, and I don't think they're going to end up with Lamar, but who's to say that whatever rookie quarterback they draft isn't completely compelling and it makes you relevant, makes you entertaining. Let's say they get Anthony Richardson. And it's a mixed bag where there are times where he's sensational yeah. producing these highlight real plays. Yeah. And there are other games that are not so good. But you're relevant. You're a talking point. Like, Hope. I'm not telling you Lamar is the only way to be relevant. It's just something to consider yeah. where if you wanted to be relevant, 
that guarantees you are, and then maybe you're also winning on top as well. I think you're setting the bar way too high, and I think you're taking a bigger risk. I take Richardson hey. over Levis, JMV, Richardson over Levis, and I establish hope for the future. I'm Team Levis. I think Levis being completely undersold over here. I'm Team Richardson. If the Colts are so lucky to land Levis, I think it would be a big deal. But I, I don't know. It's kind of like a nuanced take. I'm just thinking <laughs> if you want to be like the Cowboys, if you want to be like the Jets. Johnny Caveat over here. I, I'm saying Lamar is attractive for that. With all that being said, I'm not advocating for the Colts to do that. I'm just saying it's one of the things you got to kick around for a second. You know what I say? Read consider. the tea leaves. Nobody else wants the guy. It doesn't seem like it. Nobody wants him. I mean. The commanders just said, nah, we're good with Sam Howell <laughs> and Jacoby Brissett. We're fine. I don't know that Dan Snyder's my benchmark for good decision making, but I mean, if that's, <laughs> if that's what we're going to run with, that's fine. I'm just <laughs> telling you, that's what teams are saying. I mean, look. We Pete, don't. Pete we're not Carroll in these the negotiations. Pete Carroll's and, like, eh, and, we're and, good. I, and I appreciate the honesty with Carroll. They also don't really have the assets to make that happen, considering what they just paid for Geno Smith. But I like the honesty being forthright. Hey, we're not interested. That's fine. We also don't know officially what he's been like, what he's asking for still, because he keeps saying, like Joel said, eh, the guarantee's really not a big deal for me." When this whole started. That's what we thought it was. It's because Deshaun Watson got that fully guaranteed contract. That's what Lamar wants. If that's what he's asking for, I totally get why nobody's interested because there's injury history there. And again, I'm phrasing this carefully because I don't want you to mishear me and you haven't to this point. I don't think there's league-wide collusion going on, but I do think there is a belief among each individual owner, I don't really want to get into this process of giving guaranteed money two quarterbacks at that high of an evaluation they clearly don't but here's the deal the next part of that is they all would if they thought it was worth it they don't think it's worth it with Lamar that's the bottom line but that's never been done prior to Watson last year and only one owner did it and it was the Haslam's because they're nuts it (laughs) not for five years Kirk Cousins did get his three fair fair I like the three years got the three-year fully guaranteed but yeah I get why Team owners don't want to get in the business of fully guaranteed deals for top-end quarterbacks or high-priced quarterbacks, however you want to say it. I get they don't want to do that, but they all would if they thought it was worth it, if they thought they were going to win Super Bowls. They all would be lining up agree to that. give the next Deshaun Watson deal. They just don't, at the heart of the matter, they don't believe that Lamar, Lamar is Jackson's going to do worth that. It. Yeah, they don't believe that. And that's not collusion, that's just... For it's me, a lot of freaking two plus money. two equals four. He's been banged up. His numbers are dipping. His playoff numbers stink. And we're going to pay him guaranteed money to the point of 230 mil? Really? That's crazy. Crazy talk right there. I might have some crazy talk for you next day. Mm. Let's go. Sometimes the truth is not fun. I might have the ultimate example of that for you right around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I know the sound of your heart. I'm Brian No. He's Dane Fife here on The Fan. 
Two o'clock, Bob Kravitz. Hey, 148, the 1975, Sound of Your Heart. That's a happy song. Very happy. Snap your fingers to that one. Yeah. Pound your feet, stomp your feet, bob your head. Yeah. That's a jam, and you don't like it. Not enough guitar, not enough steel. No, I'm- not enough drums. <laughs> not enough anger. No, man, that was fine. I'm pretty eclectic here, Dane. No, you're not. I, you, I am. You trashed I'm, I'm way more than you think you, I am. You way trashed more. the 1975. I wasn't big on that particular song. How about this song? It was all right. Sound of your heart. It's I mean, okay. It's just... Get the shoulders moving a little bit. If I lie to you. It's about love. Love? Yeah. It's important in life. They're talking, they're talking about the sound of his heart, of his late and... It's just, it's beautiful. Tear jerking. Nope. No. Powerful, though. Powerful. Spine Appro- it's a good driving song. Yes, Jimmy. Age appropriate, too. Jimmy would like it. It's age <laughs> appropriate yeah. for him. My sensitive ears. <laughs> Under 40. Dick butt kiss. <laughs> By the way, I've got a controversy for you here, Dane. Jimmy Cook, trusted producer, he mentioned this yesterday. Uh, I have a stance about the final I would four. not do this here. We do not have the time to do it here. I would not do it here. I, we're going to wet our whistle Okay, here all right, okay. we have nine guests coming up in the next hour. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> we have Jimmy's bets, and so now is all right, as I'll call Bob real quick. I'll tell him we're going to be late. You think I'm going to get passionate here, fellas? Oh, I would. I feel very confident <laughs> in that. You very well might. You very well might. But, you know, you'd be fighting against logic. Yeah. And some people do. Some people do. Jimmy's pretending not to be paying attention. He's staring at the TV right now. <laughs> I fought against logic. It's mesmerized by Lo- Drake London right now. Yeah. Okay, here's my stance on the final four, Dane. I'll cut to the chase. Cliff's Notes version. Not long and drawn out. Getting to the final four is a really good accomplishment. I'm not going to tell you it's not. It's solid. But we make it out to be the be-all, end-all. Or is it the end-all, be-all? I'm not sure, but either one, that's what we make it out to be. We make it out to be way better than it actually is. I'm not telling you it isn't good. It's a good accomplishment, strong. Sometimes it's great. But it's not as just mind-blown. This is amazing. What a path. They made it to the Final Four. Blah, blah, blah. You look at some of these paths. It's not the greatest path ever to the Final Four. Why are we overreacting? A lot of times it's a total overreaction. That's my official stance on the Final Four. I'm not going to go dig up the audio, but the way it was painted to me, I'm like 75% certain in this, was it's the most overrated accomplishment in sports. (laughs) So I'm not fully saying that he cleaned it up a little bit for you. But you could hear it a little bit in his voice when he did the, oh, why are we making a big, like, I don't know. But it was, I didn't didn't know that. This from a guy who's, he's all, you're all about the hype machine. You're less about the accomplishment. No. You're about the hype machine. No, no, no. You just encourage the Colts and the Jets to be more like Jerry's world. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's something you got to think about. You're right. I mean, in a sense, okay, fine. You need a stroke of luck. The The best team doesn't always make it to the Final Four or the National Championship. Right. But from the king of hype. <laughs> the king of hype. The, the Final Four, Luther Vandross, one shining moment. That's a whole thing. We love it. The, the field of 68, the the gambling, the the 
Here's a good here's a good question. The office pools. This guy's never taken part in an office pool. No, that's Jimmy. Uh, that's wrong. That's he has never been part of an office false. pool. False. That's completely false. I love office pools. I love the bracket. I love March Madness. Have you ever in your life, Dane, done something stupid because you fell in love with it? You fell in love with the person. You fell in love with a, a sport. You Sober fell- or, or drunk? <laughs> Either one. But out of love, sometimes people do stupid things. Would you agree with that? Uh, no, no, I would say not love. I would say um, oh gosh, excitement, heat of the moment, uh, enticement, but not love. Love can sometimes be a bad thing, Dane. I hate to break it to you. And that's what's happened with March Madness. We love it. We love March Madness. Uh, lust. lust can be a bad thing. <laughs> it can be. Love is a good thing. March love Madness. Can also, love can also be a bad thing. Sounds like a guy hey, that's bitter because his office pool sheet got expl- imploded. Some people love work. Love to work. Love to feel like you're accomplishing something. Sometimes yep. they become workaholics. They don't see their family enough. Boom, out of love. Bad thing. That's an obsession. Obsession can be a bad thing. Love. The final four. There's. I participated in one as a player. Uh-huh. Went there as a coach and went there as been there as a fan. You heard Robbie Hummel talk about it. Yeah. Just the hype, the excitement, the the anticipation. Yeah. Are you excited for Saturday night? I will be when it's Saturday night. You're not excited. <laughs> I you know I'm excited about this new Pantera video that's coming out. <laughs> you ought to see the guitar. The crux of the issue is is it hanging banner worthy? That was the big conversation 100%. he and I Okay, thank what you. What do you mean? Thank you. That's You're that's, one of four teams. That's right. You're one of four teams. We don't do that for anything else. We've just gotten so used to that's the way it is in college basketball. I mean, the Colts do. And that's the way it should be. And they got <laughs> clowned for AFC finalist, as they should have. Oh, I think you put up AFC champs. Yeah, sure. But they well, weren't even that. I mean, that's you won the East region. You won the West region. West region champs. That's the final four. No, it's not the same as being a semifinalist, which I also find to be weak. I, wow. We want banners for winning it all. That's what I want. Man. The final four for Florida Atlantic. Let's let's say they don't win the national try, try championship. This. Like great, this angle. Try it's this. A, it's a Go great ahead. accomplishment for Florida Atlantic. Keep your take your banner and shove it is what you take your <laughs> take your semifinalist banner and shove it. Take your East Region winner and shove no, it. No, not not all teams are created equal. For Florida Atlantic, great accomplishment. Special Okay. The, it's for the Brian a, No for, exemption. For a blue blood that's won rings, that's won titles? No, being one of four teams not impressed. Michigan State hangs the final fours. It, you it, bet it, they do, pal. Indiana doesn't, though, right? Indiana does. They do. I, I, not banners, but it's uh, they have See? right. They, they have a recognition somewhere, yeah. but in the in the arena, right? right but no, I didn't, they got the five championship yeah. banners right there. I'll say this: they the, have five stars on the shorts due to winning it all. The national not, championship not just final banner four appearances. The the national championship is exclusive, uh-huh. but the final four as a whole is it's an exclusive too. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's an so event over, in and of itself. It, I'm telling you, it is. It is the best thing that's ever happened. The most memorable moment of my life 
was the Final Four event. <laughs> this might be a, a poor time. Besides having kids. To, to, follow, well to follow it up with, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I'm not saying don't celebrate but it. That's don't overrated. Have fun. <laughs> totally Man, overrated. You lead a boring life. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do it in any other sport. Yes, we do. No, we don't. We do Indianapolis not Colts, go AFC nuts. champions. We don't go There's nuts. a banner. To get to championship Sunday? East lose. region champions. They got crushed for putting AFC finalists up well, they there. Also finalists, they is one they finalists is one thing, but you got to find the word champion in there somewhere. <laughs> finalists is one thing. You put champion. Championships, like at Michigan State, they're about championships. So that that was basically a Final Four banner, was it not? Was that the deflate Where? game? Deflate uh, gate yes, game? Yes, yes, yes. So they got trounced by the Patriots. Sure. They're in the final four. Just put AFC, AFC champion. AFC finalists. I don't They're like that. They're not AFC champion. Oh, they, that's right. Okay. Right? <laughs> They're not even, that's why it was finalists. Yeah, take the banner down. They're in the final four. That's my point. Well, you can find the, the AFC divisional champions. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're cutting down, to Dan's point, you're cutting down nets. You're getting a trophy for winning it says your region. East region champion, West regional champion. There's listen, no other sport that has that kind listen, of depth in terms of the bracket. You guys make it sound like look at look at San Diego State's path. Charleston, Furman, Creighton. Good teams. Creighton especially. Creighton How? was picked by some to make the final four as, so as you recently as January. Two double digit two double digit seed sure. teams. Creighton you did take down Alabama, who was the number one seed of the tournament. Yeah, you skipped over that in that initial. Well, look, look, you have one good win. You've got, you've got, <laughs> you've got three Conference USA teams in Final Fours, two in the NIT. Uh huh. You don't like to hear that, but, and then you've got FAU in the regular in the NCAA tournament. Hey, man, it's a good accomplishment. See, my point: it's, we're throwing roses when we shouldn't. It's overdone. Uh, no, it's not like you it's totally get, overdone. Oh, you're going to hate this when I tell you this. A lot of these schools have NCAA tournament batters that they made the tournament. Oh, my god. really bothered you. So let's goodness. Let's start there. We'll what start with we take doing? the NCAA tournament banners down. <laughs> hey, listen, you want to celebrate with the Final Four banners? Great. Knock yourself out. That's fine. It's an accomplishment. You want to celebrate it? Go for it. It's just weird to me that we don't do that in any other sport we or do. any other level. We do. We don't do that with the NBA. The, the Dallas Mavericks, who I saw last night, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. No one cares. Western Conference champions. I they bet you they, they do. They weren't champions. They were just in uh, their well, version of the Final Four. But if they won the Western Conference, I bet they have banners. They might, but that's getting to the championship game. And when you win them enough like we did at Michigan State, <laughs> you just you, you just put one banner and you hey, start doing the years. What, but, what, what if you win the Big Ten? Banner worthy? I mean, if you want to, go for it. Knock yourself out. In football. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. It, celebrate. But no good, Final Four good. banner. But that's, oh, Final Four and oh. roses and just genuflecting and we're not worthy. You're you won, missing you out. You won four games and sometimes it's against sucky teams. I'm not, sucky teams. <laughs> I can see your point. I don't agree. I think you're nuts. Too much right. Pantera. <laughs> Too much Sabbath. <laughs> we got Bob Kravitz coming up next from The Athletic. Is there a chance Bob comes unglued on me if I... Bob better go Sammy Hagar. Bob is getting the what for. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll cover the spectrum with Bob coming up. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. A lot like Sammy Hagar, corporate like that. Brian, no, Dane Fife with you here on the fan. I give you credit, though, Dane. You do a, a great job of... Uh, not throwing a hissy fit if you disagree with something. <laughs> I'm upset inside. I've learned to channel my anger. I'm going to go listen to some Pantera. Let it all out. What's your favorite Pantera song? I don't know one song that Pantera sang. That's not true. That's not true. I bet you do, and you don't even know it. I Throw bet, it at me. I bet you know Walk. Play that games a lot. Probably know that song. I don't know. All right, we got Bob Kravitz. Bob Hello. Kravitz on the line with us, columnist for the Athletic. Should we ask him about Pantera or Van Halen? What let's, do you think, Dave? Let's 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 settle the score. Settle here. the score. Bob's a man's man. Uh, Bob, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been weaving this in throughout the show here, man. Is uh, okay. Van Halen? Are you a David Lee Roth guy or a Sammy Hagar guy? Oh boy, that's not one I've given a lot of thought. Oh, to, it's guess, such a chicken. Uh, uh, I guess Sammy Hagar. Yeah, baby. Oh, Bob, you got to put more thought into this, man. What What was the thought process well, that led you to Sammy? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and don't don't backtrack, Bob. I'm proud of you. Or the uh, well, I've been to Cabo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I went to. I think I went men to the go. bar and got loaded. So. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm going with Sammy. That, that's as good a reason. Cabos where men go. It kind of sounds like how brackets are sometimes filled out. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Go with the best uniform, the best logo. Yeah. And at, at this point, you're probably winning the whole damn thing. That's fair. Yeah, but like, you pro- you've never done that, Bob. That's stuff that Brian does. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't go by the logo. I go by – I, go, I uh Use logic, and it gets me nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> look at the look at this final four. I mean, nobody's got any. Maybe UConn. Maybe some people have UConn, but hell, yeah. man, my 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 uh, bracket looks like a Rorschach test right now. It's uh, brutal. Greeny, right before us, Mike Greenberg was talking about someone was leading their office pool because she went with Miami because there's a pos- uh, there's a uh, popular social media influencer that oh. went to Miami so that's oh. why she took Miami okay. and then she went with Yukon because she watches first take and Molly Karam went, went to Yukon and she's going to end up winning the pool well i think oh, greenie well, that makes perfect sense exactly right well, i think she's lying because i think personally she doesn't want to give her her secret away her, her formula no i think that's exactly what her formula is I went with Texas, and I was sitting pretty until they decided yeah, not to score in the last too. five minutes. I, I know. I had Texas in, in the Final Four, and it uh, it did not come out well. I'm I'm convinced with this tournament, the more you know, the less the less you know. Yeah. Is that I, exciting that. for you, though, you Bob? Know, but you don't, just don't know. What's that? You like it more that way? Like the keep you guessing tournament, I didn't see this coming type tournament? I, I'm, you know, I was reading the story in The Athletic about how the um, the the, the – the ratings are probably going to be rock bottom on this final oh. four. And uh, I think that's true because people like brands, people like the Dukes and the Carolinas and, you know, back in the day, the Indianas. But, you know, uh, I find this totally fascinating. And I'm curious, you know, Miami was really built with the NIL. And I'm curious how many of the other teams have a big NIL influence. Because I, I wonder if, we're seeing a kind of a changing of the uh, changing of the guard here. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, seriously, I mean, I agree. Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong, this uh, Ruiz guy who's kind of their sugar daddy, has taken <laughs> the nose for these people. I need a sugar and daddy. Darn it! I think we all do. We all do. Sugar mama, that'd be cool. That's a good point. <laughs> My wife might not go for it. Mine either. <laughs> hey, Bob, I'm I'm thinking about your 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 thought of how many teams were influenced uh, to what impact has NIL had on each of these teams. UConn, not mm-hmm. really. Florida Atlantic, okay. not really. And I don't think uh, San Diego State would be the one I'm not sure on. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not either. Uh, but clearly, clearly, uh, Miami, Miami has gone hard and heavy into it. And you know, it's weird. You know, we 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 hold our noses when it comes to NIL. But the fact of the matter is, both Zach and Edie and Trace Jackson Davis made almost a million dollars right. last year right. uh, through the NIL. I, we just we just need, I think, at this point, to accept that this is the way it's going to be. What, what strikes me, guys, is I thought that the, 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 the powerful teams would get more powerful because of the NIL. But, and maybe this is a one-year anomaly, you look at this Final Four and there are no power brand teams. It's all kind of the nouveau riche who got into this Final Four. I mean, these are teams that have never been there before. So, yeah, except for uh, UConn. So I, I wonder if the NIL is having the exact opposite impact that we all thought it would. I, I don't know. Well, think about this, Bob, because you still have – you've got COVID fifth-year, COVID sixth-year seniors. Right. I think that's played a major role in it. I do, too. But I, I do, too. And then to, to your point on, um, you know, is NIL impacted, um, you know, not just the big – big guys but the the smaller pro I, I think when it all shakes out and you know the government gets involved and legislation's put in to um you know keep everything under control so to speak i do think the the rich in the end will get richer and the poor will get poorer in a sense that the blue blood so to speak that these these programs with not only huge fan bases but massive uh, alumni, alumni bases yes will, yeah. will and that, that, continue to dominate yeah i i i, I agree and, and i i thought that that's the way it was going to go i i think this is probably a one-year blip a lot know, like david that. Lee roth and jump a one-hit wonder <laughs> false one-hit wonder exactly but <laughs> they're, they're no pan they're no pantera <laughs> <laughs> there you go bob i like that that's good bob is yeah. my soulmate you know Bob. Oh, God, I need to get a new soul. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Kravitz joining us here, columnist for The Athletic here on The Fan with us. You know, Bob, I'm just – are you surprised that the ratings go down when it, it's not like the Blue Bloods? Because I'm thinking of it this way. I'll watch pretty much anything if the stakes are high enough. This is the Final Four. This is for a championship in college basketball. It's a big deal. Like, we don't care anything about swimming. We'll watch Michael Phelps in the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like, so well, I, I look at the yeah, Final yeah. Four. It should. I'm just surprised that the ratings go down as much as they do because I'll be watching it. I'm surprised a lot of other people who are supposed to be college hoops heads aren't watching it. The, the, truth, the truth of the matter is for fans who are not hardcore, and we're, we're hardcore, but for fans who are not hardcore – they want brands. They want yeah. the Yankees. They want the Cowboys. Uh, they want, uh, you know, the New York Rangers, whoever. They want brands, uh, you know, playing for championships. Um, 
you know, you, you look at uh, back in the days when the San Antonio Spurs were winning all those championships, the ratings were abysmal. Why? Small market, a great, great, great team, but not an exciting team. Um, you know, I, people love stars. I, I would bet you that the women, the women are going to have some of their best ratings ever. I'm not going to say they're going to do better than the men, but speaking for myself, um, I'm more excited to see the women's final four and a possibility of Caitlin Clark against Aaliyah Boston, uh, UConn, or um, uh, yeah, what schools am I thinking? Uh, South Carolina and Iowa. Then I am the, 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 this men's final four. I mean, I'll watch both because I'm a sick human being, but, you know. Uh, I vouch for that. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I just think people like brands. I think it's as simple as that. How about those, uh, all this Lamar Jackson talk? I've been watching. How about it? Yeah, Marcus Spears on ESPN. He's predicting he ends up with the Colts. Some other people are predicting the same thing. What do you think about all that, Bob? Ain't going to happen. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. And I thought Jim Irsay said the quiet part out loud. Yes, he last, sure did. Last night, last night at the owners' meetings, he said that uh, he fancies himself as one of the old school owners, which he kind of is. And uh, they don't believe in, in uh, guaranteed contracts. And I got big news for you. The Pandora's box has been opened. Um, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube if I can just roll with my cliches here. Um, there's, there's no way the Colts are going to pay $200 million guaranteed for Lamar Jackson, for Joe Montana, Bart Starr, or anybody else. Um, you can call it collusion. You can call it whatever you want. I think it stinks. Uh, I don't understand why nobody has a problem with guaranteed contracts in every other major American sport, but football, our most violent sport where the average uh, uh, career expectancy is about three years. Mm. God forbid we have guaranteed contracts, at least for the superstars. And guys, you know, Joe Burrow is coming up. Justin Herbert's coming up. What happened with Deshaun Watson? Uh, The owners want that to become the anomaly. I got big news for you. Uh, Those guys are going to want guaranteed money, and somebody's going to pay it. Where do you think Lamar ends up? Right where he's at or somewhere else? I, I bet you he sits out. I bet you he doesn't play for a bit. That's what I, I, I think. I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, it, this seems to be at a at an impasse. I don't know what his options are, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, it, it's crazy to me that there are more people interested in, in Derek Carr than there are in, in, with Lamar Jackson teams went out of their way to say, nah, nah, we don't want the uh, 2019 MVP, a guy who's 45 and 16 and can uh, get us in the playoffs just by showing up. So um, that's kind of where we stand. How about the way the league is built, though, Bob, with, uh, you know, the salary cap? It's the secret sauce. It's parity. That's why the NFL thrives the way that it does. Uh, What do you think about teams not wanting to eat as huge of a chunk into their salary cap for a guy like Lamar, who once was an MVP, but his numbers have gone down. He's been banged up quite a bit. He stinks in the playoffs. What do you think about that angle of it, too? Well, let me just, let me just address the stinks in the playoffs. Do you know he's one and three, right? Yep. You know what Peyton Manning was his first four Uh-oh. games in the playoffs? <laughs> he's no Peyton Manning. 
Yeah, well, Peyton Manning was one and three mm. his first three years, including a forty-one nothing loss to the New York Jets. I was there. Bill uh, Bill Pennington, Chad Pennington, uh, tore them apart. Um, Peyton did not win his first playoff game until the sixth year of his of his career. Sixth. That was in 2004 against Denver Broncos at home. But he's also he the number one overall pick, and Lamar was 32nd. That makes a huge difference with what's surrounding you. I don't you, know. you lo- there we go. Well, you, okay, uh, you, you kind of lost me there for a second. Bob off. No, no, no. I was <laughs> young up on you. I was, I was deep in thought. I was listening ah. to a Pantera song. <laughs> it's thought-provoking music, yeah. Ugh. No, I mean, look, I mean, Peyton, Peyton came in with a, a team that was three and thirteen the first year. Right. You know they they were thirteen and three the second year. I, I'm I'm not sure I'm following your argument. No, I'm saying pretty- that it matters if you're the number one overall pick. You're going to be surrounded by less talent for years compared to a guy who was the thirty second overall pick. Yeah, Marvin Harrison, Edger and James. Yeah, eventually, not well, for a little while. Edger, well, Marvin was there when he got there. Uh, Edgerin was, they drafted him in his second year when they went 13 and three. I mean, the other argument I hear is, well, you're going to pay this guy all this money and you'll have nothing left over for the rest of your team. Peyton Manning was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for how many years? And somehow, somehow they still were able to afford, uh, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Bob Sanders, and the, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the list goes on. Dwight so this Freeney. idea, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, you know, you, the Kansas City Chiefs pay a, a king's ransom to Patrick Mahomes, and they're doing okay. They they seem to find the money to surround That's him. Well That's because he's player. Mahomes. He is. He's Mahomes. But no, you're right. Bob, I, I'm a Lions fan at heart. Go I'm Lions. Sorry. Forward down the field. And Barry Sanders, he's like God to me. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. My, my thought, I've, I've always viewed the Colts organization as a – well-respected organization, well-run, well-operated, not always great. Where do you think the Colts stack up? How are they viewed amongst the league? Where do you, where do you think they stack up in terms of the respect they have around the league? Well, I, I think during the uh, the decade of 2000s, you know, they were a model franchise along, obviously, with the with the New England Patriots, who always took their lunch money, you know, uh, at uh, during the playoffs. But I think last year changed a lot of perceptions, uh, and not for the better. Mm. I think the way that the way that Jim Irsay meddled and got, got way too involved in the day to day, you know, mandating that Ellinger play for for uh, Matt Ryan, and you know, firing firing Reich and doing all those things. I think the general perception of the Colts has changed quite a bit. Um, just because of the last year. And that's kind of a shame because they've done – Jim's been a really good owner. Mm-hmm. He's been a g- great owner. But I thought last year, for whatever reason, uh, he kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Who wins it all in college hoops, Bob? What do you think? Well, uh, I'd love to see Dusty May and, and, you know, just the whole Indiana connection, Indiana story. I think UConn is the best team I've seen. I'd agree with uh, that, Bob. I, I mean, they've blown everybody away uh, in this tournament. Um, who their their best player? I'm, I'm having a um, was it Walker uh, Hawkins? Hawkins. I'm sorry, uh, is a stud. Um, 
So I yeah I think uh, I think uh, UConn takes it and uh, if you if you have a chance if you read the athletic uh, Brendan Quinn has an amazing story about uh, Danny Hurley and his his struggles over the years so mm-hmm. check it out that's cool man nice yeah. uh, are you gonna listen to uh, David Lee Roth later today or, or hmm. make a bad choice and go with Sammy. Maybe black flag. Let's get intense. <laughs> Sammy's a man's man. Take your take your yeah. mind to Cabo and put on some Sammy, Bob. Uh, I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some tequila and just just dance the day away. Just, just be that a man. Is, that is well played, Bob. Hey, man. Thanks for the time, Bob. Hope you have a good rest of the day. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob Kravitz, columnist for the Athletic. Nice. He's awesome. He's fun, man. That was interesting. The. The Peyton Manning versus Lamar Jackson side-by-side breakdown. You guys were going at it. We were, you know, point-counterpoint there for a little bit. We're playing tennis. We're playing... I know Jimmy won't take a stance, but I think Bob won at the end. No. Just Peyton Manning, the highest paid, and they were able to maintain a roster that was pretty good. Your counter might be that Peyton made those guys who they were. Yeah, absolutely. Well... Peyton Manning. Dwight Freeney. I'm not sure Peyton's an expert pass rusher. Look at, initially... Jeff Saturday. Where you're at collectively with that roster, with Peyton Manning. Look at his first year. Compared to what Lamar Jackson has had. Lamar Jackson took over midway through the season for Joe Flacco. They made the playoffs his first year. Like, the first year he's in there, they're in the playoffs. He played, like, seven games. You know what I mean? Like that's a they, lot got more a talent. Notorious good defense. Though. Look, man, notorious. Look, look right now. Baltimore Ravens. You think defense? Look at toughness. the NFL draft right like the now. The Steelers. You're always going to be in games because you're going okay. to have a defense. Okay, Kravitz Jr. <laughs> the NFL. Every team has talent. It's just a matter of how much talent you have. The Bears have the well. They had the number one overall pick. So they had the worst record. They've got some guys that are talented. Okay. Okay. That is zero. I, what you just said. Yeah. That every NFL team has talent. Yeah, they do. Obviously. <laughs> right. It's like every team in the NCAA tournament has talent. Or right. They it's just a matter there. of how much do you have. And do you have a QB? Do you got leadership? Do you got play caller? That's a, it's a team effort. Okay. I know, you, you know, I. I you would strike me as if in your band it's probably named the Brian No Band, okay? And basically, I don't. I, I'm traveling. I didn't bring my normal band. I don't want to spend money. You guys provide me a band because it's just it's an individual. You're an individual no. sport guy. Here's what you're doing. You're distracting from I'm the not. main point. <laughs> you're muddying the waters. You are a Dane. Muddy Waters. Cook. Muddy Waters. Fife. Excellent band. <laughs> Great. No, excellent uh, actor. Muddy Waters. Singer? Musician. Musician. Musician, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Muddy. Musician. Uh, yeah, blues. Blues guy. Yeah. yeah muddy. Um, okay. So if we're just looking at Peyton Manning versus Lamar Jackson, right. if we're looking at it and saying, hey, Lamar Jackson was one in three in his first four playoff games. Hey, Peyton Manning, one in, one in three his first four playoff games. Okay. Those are the similarities. Let's look at the differences. It's more damning for Lamar Jackson to be one in three in the playoffs when he's been surrounded by better talent at the beginning of his career. He was a 32nd overall pick. Like, your team is going to be better off. Now, they traded back in there at the tail end. Right. But the Ravens had much more talent when 
You had Lamar take over as a starting quarterback compared to when Peyton Manning did. Right. That's a big, big difference right there. And so all I'm looking at is if you compare the number one team in terms of the draft compared to the last team, look at the Bears. They had the number one overall pick before they traded it. Justin Fields is a talented player, right? You've got some pieces on that team that are decent. It's the NFL. You're going to have some guys that can play. Right. So Same maybe thing the- with the Texans, right? It's just you're not surrounded by – whoever goes to the Texans, good example. If you go to the Texans year one, that's a lot different than a team trading back into the end of the, the draft right there. I have to go back and see what the Ravens' original pick was that year, but they had much more talent to begin with Lamar than Peyton had with the Colts. I think that's there's no way to prove that person. Their, 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 their offense absolutely was not. Like weapons no. wise, like they, they had no. a way better defense, and maybe Gosh, you could argue that helped, but that's why we get into yeah. the water of how much do wins equate to a quarterback yeah. stat should they one, or should they not i one, think they one shouldn't. guy can change the the outcome pretty quickly one i don't guy care can if it's the nfl or difference. the nba Absolutely. or whatever but what you're surrounded by matters too well if you're surrounded by top defense ray lewis was still around right i don't know maybe he wasn't <laughs> when lamar first got i actually i don't think he was well i i would agree with that my point is one guy can make a huge difference in the play of everybody tom brady goes to the bucks Okay, what's he doing his first year? Oh, sure. But they're surra- he's surrounded by a lot of talent. What? What do you mean, what? I, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure. I know that they brought in a couple guys, but he takes a team that was in the dumpster. Because they had Jameis Winston, you know? But that's my point. I, I get it. I get your point. Is Tom Brady was 41, 42. He was your age. He was old. <laughs> I'm 43. Um and came in and just changed the whole culture. Uh-huh. That can happen too, is my point. You can bring subpar or guys that are playing below their expectations that are talented that you're not getting the most, the most out of. Are you doing that with the Texans right now? Are I you, might be. Are you doing that with the Bears right now? I don't give a good golly. I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> Answer the question, finally, like you do to the guests. You, you know it's true. You know it's John, absolutely John true. Brown, Michael Crabtree. Uh, you're only Willie looking Sneed, at one thing. Krabby. Mark Andrews, who is a high-quality Andrew tight end. Mark Andrews is one of the that, best tight that, ends in that, the game. That, that, that deserves recognition out you of that list. You have a solid running game, which I, Lamar is a huge part of. I always had a, a strong running they game. They were 9-7 and seven the year before. Didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but close. That's they were 4-5 and five to start that year. What were the Colts? What and then the, I, I'm just focusing on them for a second because I, okay. I, don't, I don't have that tab up yet. Were they like 3-13 and 13 the year they got Peyton? 2-14? Uh, they somewhere? were. Yeah. They, they, they were in that range, right? Yeah. It, was, it was one of the worst seasons Colts have ever had prior we to We don't know the injuries they had. Is it just one win? We don't know the injuries they had. Check it out with them. They were. Over. I think Brian. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I've always felt like, from a weapon standpoint, the now the health thing is real. The we gotta get to the, the defense. The defense that he's had has been really good, especially initially. Sure, it's been in the same echelon to uh, Brian's earlier point, or sorry, to Dane's earlier point about the Steelers. Right, there is always a That's quintessential a defensive team. <laughs> you look at the weapons they've surrounded Lamar Jackson with, particularly at wide receiver. I've never been off the board impressed with what they've had his entirety of his career there. And he's still put up at times monster numbers. The larger issue I have with Lamar Jackson is the health. That's something that, sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Peyton didn't really struggle with during the early portions of his career. But the comparison is this. 
if we're just looking at Lamar and Peyton starting off their playoff careers one, one and, three. and three, the insinuation is that Lamar Jackson could pop the way Peyton Manning has, right, in his career. That's the insinuation, which, I mean, maybe if he stays upright, but he's had a huge problem doing that, Lamar Jackson. I think, back to my original point, I think I think Bob handed Brian his first L no, on the show. No, 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 I mean, no, no, no. Because you were using that as a detriment to Lamar Jackson. Lamar's been he surrounded. Said, well, hang on. He's been surrounded by more talent, which That's makes subje- his one in three worse than Peyton Manning's one in three. Subjective. <laughs> we don't know injuries. That's that's what all arguments are. Well, not necessarily. Like, we don't have stats, fact, because you just well, he wasn't surrounded by the amount of talent that team wise, roster wise, that's right. inarguable. That is inarguable. That is not inarguable. Yeah, it is. You had the number one overall pick. It's the barren desert of talent at the time, right? Compared, but then I say, well, you take teams. Tom Brady and put him on the Buccaneers or a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they, yeah, because you had Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you've got Devin White, a stud linebacker. You've got you had him talent without Tom on that Brady. squad. Well, or did yeah, Tom Brady you, make him talented? But you had Jameis Winston with thirty picks. <laughs> you know, going from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, it is a huge difference. I, I don't uh, put it this way. He was the number one pick for the Bucks. Fine, put it this way: you can go from Jameis to Tom Brady. You can't go, if you have a quarterback in place, you can't do that with the rest of the roster. You know what I'm saying? You can't change every player who is either bad or average to great. Well, the Colts had Marvin Harrison. Reggie Wayne with Peyton Manning. Not initially. They had one of them. Oh, one. Then then they had Marv. They had one of them. They had some talent. Marv was there. That's some talent. They get the edge. Came a little later. Yeah. Next year. Let's go back and look. Let's look at injuries. Uh-huh. Let's look at all those things. Okay. We'll get we'll get objective on everything. Uh-huh. I personally think Bob whipped you on that. <laughs> you got to take the L. No, I don't. Yes, the because insinuation. Comp- do you? Oh, here's the question. Do you think Lamar Jackson is going to pop the way Peyton Manning did? He Absolutely few- not. Okay, then you agree with me. No, I don't. I just don't think he's overall a good QB, but I still think that what Bob said, now hang on a sec, uh-huh. because you're using it as a detriment. You it's, don't, it's the final four thing, isn't it? You, well, you, you, don't fill it, you, don't, you don't fill in the gaps that Lamar Jackson started out one and three because this, the, he was a 30-second pick. He, da, 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 da. He, they were a one seed at home against the Titans and scored, what, 12 points? Well, he he's didn't have enough awful. talent. Peyton Manning hasn't been <laughs> awful the same way. Not as awful, no. Than he, those first four playoff games, you you got to do some more digging and trust your boy Noah over here. I'm arguing with Bob. I th- I'm take the L. Okay, we'll re- we'll visit that at the end of the show. Hopefully, we don't have time for your bets here today, Jimmy Cook. What? No, I'm kidding. We got time. We got time. All right, coming up next, we got a lot more to do. It's Guest Fest today. We got Matt L- Norlander. Can we work in a Peyton Manning versus Lamar Jackson talk with Matt? No? I think Nordy'd go for it. Nordy might go for that. We'll, we'll talk college basketball mostly. And maybe Peyton versus Lamar, tail of the tape. We'll see what happens. Got to work in Sammy. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. Cook. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife here on The Fan. Brian, are you okay? Jimmy Cook. Brian, are you okay? Arguing in the break. And and he's like, oh, we got a guess. Give me a second over here. Give me a second. Unbelievable how I just, I rattle cages. That's what I do. I touch nerves. Huh? I feel like I I got an L over here and it's pasted to your chest. Oh, that's that's insane. (laughs) Look, you're just like (laughs) rattling me. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not going to take all the pages. Peyton Manning. He's a 16 guy back when they played 16 games. Durability, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. Lamar, he's not a 17 guy. Peyton Manning had a talented offensive line. Peyton Manning (laughs) was the best regular season quarterback in NFL history. Is Lamar going to be that guy? Huh? Is he? No, no, no. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, we're good to go. We got our guy Matt Norlander, CBS Sports, college basketball writer. Um, Matt, do you dabble in um, the NFL? Any strong takes on Lamar Jackson versus Peyton Manning before we get into college hoops? Or we've been just bare-knuckle fighting this one out here recently. I'm hopping on the show to hear Fife talking about NFL quarterbacks. Yes. No, yeah. no. I've just – I chimed in and said he, he got he got, he got got whooped by Bob Kravitz. No. Brian did. No. Tough, tough, tough scene. I am uh, – the NFL and college basketball are my two favorite sports, and I'm wow. a huge Chicago – I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan, so – Being uh, from the East wow, Coast. Okay. But, you know, parents were born in Chicago, raised there, and I lived there when I was younger, so uh, – it feels good for the Bears to have a better quarterback than the Colts for like the first time ever. So, <laughs> hey, Norty, you got to settle this, okay? Um, we're talking Van Halen. Ah, yeah. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Which one do it's you an, go with? A debate, okay? This is this is DLR the whole way. Oh, thank you. I told you he thank would be you. David Lee Roth. I told you that he would be a I smart man. I knew it, Matt. Well, Hagar's got the better voice, undeniably. David Lee Roth is Halen. He is the essence of the band. The band was never the same without him. And yes, right now, hey, there's no tomorrow. Matt, you are so right. That is perfectly stated. The essence of the band, fun, obnoxious, anything goes. That all left when David Lee Roth left. Fun factoid: David Lee Roth was born in Bloomington, Indiana. How about that? Where was that? Where was uh, Axel Rose born? Oh man, I have no idea. Pasadena, what? California. I have no clue. I thought he was from Indiana. Skid, <laughs> Skid, Skid yeah, Row. I think you're right. I think he is. Oh man, Indianus. Hopefully, he's from South Bend. I don't know. Claim something. Matt, we had Hummel on earlier. Um, well, I got the down. Lafayette. Yeah, it was down. Is from it, Lafayette, Indiana. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's we the go. problem with the Big Ten? Why can't uh, they? You're no, you're no longer coaching in the league. That's basically, fair. I think that's the essence of it. Yeah, fair. no, it's fair. I and mean, it's what the people are talking about on the streets, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, this is, I mean, this is a question that has loomed over the region that you sit in right now for easily more than a decade. Um, it's not, in my opinion, it's not the coaching. You cannot convince me it's the coaching. The coaching is too good. 
Um, it's it, uh, from a league-wide standpoint, it is as good of a conference to play in venues, fan support, fan attendance. On a certain level, maybe it's the style of play because it's undeniable that you know, from a national standpoint and talent-wise, the Big Ten hasn't registered in the top three leagues in terms of NBA picks drafted or guys in the league. So maybe it's a little bit of that. There is a little bit of randomization with this as well. The Pac-12 doesn't get this question nearly as frequently, and the Pac-12's drought is longer. Arizona in 97 was the last team. In fact, if San Diego State wins this whole thing, it will be the first team in the Pacific or Mountain time zones to win a national championship since Lou Olson and Simon Says Championship got it done in 97. Uh, It's a fair question to bring up again only because here we are, we look up, Michigan State was the only team that broke through the second weekend, and they almost had, they almost had it. I was at the Garden there, but you know you got the National Player of the Year on a one seed with a coach who was regarded in the industry as a top ten coach, and they are the victim of the second most notorious loss, or at worst the third most notorious loss, along with UMBC, UMBC over Virginia and Chaminade over Virginia. Purdue and FDU is right there, uh, so it is a bit vexing. And this is going to continue to be a theme until someone finally breaks through and wins a national title for this conference. I don't know when it's coming. I still think Izzo has the capacity to do it. I think Painter has the capacity to do it. I think I think plenty of teams in this conference are capable of doing it. It just hasn't broken that way. But I can understand why the frustration mounts when you look up and you're like, okay, so this is the year at CUSA, the Mountain West, and the, the worst ACC season ever. Miami still gets there. So I understand the gripes coming from Big Ten country. Hey, Matt, what is it about this year's Final Four that interests you the most? Uh, FAU being there and the idea that a program that has no basketball history, essentially it made the tournament in 02, um, and it like made the NIT one year, didn't win a game in either of those tournaments, so it hadn't won a postseason tournament at the NCAA level ever. And it's in Boca Raton, Florida. Its facilities get outclassed by – dozens of high school gyms in the state where you two are <laughs> right now and dusty may does this and it's uh the fact that college basketball can allow this i think is amazing i think back to like like this summer i'll go on the road i'll go down to peach jam and some other recruiting events and i'll walk into a gym and in that gym i could see john shire sitting near dan hurley sitting near tom Izzo, sitting near you know name your power conference coach and then four seats down you might have a second assistant from georgia southern you might have a guy from florida atlantic you might have a guy from the patriot league and everyone's in these gyms and uh, no one can see what the future holds but it is conceivable that all these guys from all different parts of the country at different levels and different points in their life making vastly different amounts of money, you can get to the biggest stage in the sport. And so FAU is the biggest reflection on that. Obviously, SDSU getting there is a surprise, Miami as well. But FAU's existence here is, is my favorite thing. You know, Matt, I'm thinking about this. Don't get me wrong. I like that the Final Four is different this year, that it's shake-up city, that it's not the usual suspects. I like that. But if you're – CBS, Turner, whatever, you're you're promoting this season's Final Four. What is your best sales pitch with these teams specifically? You have uh, the Cinderella story of FAU. You have, uh, if not an outright blue blood, as close to it in UConn, four national championships, 99. They have a national broad appeal. Huskies carries a lot of cachet to it. You've got Laranega, who's the grandpa everyone will want to root for. He was there with Mason at 73. He's still doing it. And, uh, you know, Miami, that, that brand still, even though it's more football than basketball, there still is something to the Canes with all of that. San Diego State is more 
West Coast representation. We don't get there a ton. Uh, defense, it's really defense first, defense second, defense third, maybe offense fourth with SCSU. Um, so it mostly is that, but you just embrace embrace this for what it is. We got all blue bloods last year with Duke, Carolina, Kansas, and Nova, and now we get something a little bit different, and that's fine. We might look up in a year, and Kentucky has the best recruiting class. Maybe the Wildcats are back in the Final Four mm. next year. Maybe Duke gets back. Who knows? So, um, yeah, every tournament's got a different flavor, a different color to it, and uh, this one's just fine by me. Matt, final question, softball here. What's your favorite Final Four city venue if it would be played in one place, same place every year, where are we going? Final four. Uh, that's an interesting question, Fife. Um, Softball. A lot of factors here. Um, I take into account if you're going to be there, uh, how badly are you going to dodge me? Uh, am I not getting the invite to the Wednesday night dinner? Probably a factor. Uh, in all seriousness, if, it, if you made me, if you allowed me to pick, uh, this is this is just fake world here. I would put it in an actual basketball venue because that would be the best. But they put put it in a football one so everyone can get in there. So that's what it is. But I would have it in an elite basketball venue. So like put the Final Four in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. You know, man, there. Yeah. You know that be that be incredible. But that aside, um, my favorite Final Four city is New Orleans. Yeah. And if you made me pick one every year, it would be that. Although, get back to me in about four years because I want to see just how ridiculous. Can you? I mean, this thing is going to Vegas. We already know, we already know what the Final Four is like yep. in normal cities. Yep. It's three years, four years from now, it's going to Vegas. Uh boy, it's going to can't be, fathom. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a scene. That's all. So yeah, New Orleans would be. I would go New Orleans one. I would go. I'd go New Orleans one, San Antonio two, Indy three, and Vegas will be in that rotation once we officially experience it. Matt, can you just recap your brilliant argument on the behalf of David Lee Roth and against Sammy Hagar? There's not really much to recap. Van Halen's best years, its best albums came with David Lee Roth as the front man. Uh, You're talking to a guy whose first favorite song ever was Jump, 84. Mm. I was three years old. And while Van Halen still was able to to linger around a bit with with Mr. Hagar, yep. it's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's a good word, he, linger. He is, he is the emblematic representation of the ethos of Van Halen. How about that for some? <laughs> That's disgusting. Nordy doesn't remember the song right now, the beginning. I do. I, I, I do. I do remember right now would not be in the top 15 Van Halen songs. Oh, I love oh. it. I love it. You're on fire, Matt. Do you, you should write with for Rolling Stone with some of those adjectives right there. That's You're tremendous. Sick. Ethos. It's great right Well, there. Tremendous. That's it. I'm done. Bye. He's got to go. <laughs> So next time you want me to come on a show with you, okay? I can't do this again. You got to, you got to be. <laughs> hey, Matt, appreciate your time, man. Hope awesome, you have a Matt. good rest of the day. All right, fellas, take it easy. Appreciate Thank you. It. You too, Matt Norlander, CBS Sports College basketball writer. Oh man, you talk about getting dominated. Yeah, I'm taking the L. You taking it? If you'll take yours, I'll take. I didn't deserve. I'm taking my, mine. You did. I didn't earn an L. You did, and Jimmy supports it too. <laughs> Ch- Jimmy. This is true. I do. Uh, Boom. Uh, I do. You know what? You know what? We got a little bit of time. The gloves are coming off before Jimmy's bets. We got to get the picks in. The gloves come off and and then the picks. This will be Brian coming up with more stats and facts. this the the subjective <laughs> who, need, who needs stats and facts facts in an argument huh the subjective hey he had more talent he had well they throw a name out 
You know what? I'm going to bring another team into the mix right around the no, corner. No, you're just muddying it's it up. It's not just Colts. It's not just Ravens. It's also a team that won uh, <laughs> over there. <laughs> Jay Cook might love that oh, we got to bring into the equation here. That's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Dane Fife. Keep it locked right here. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Pick's coming. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Can we just stick around for another hour and, and tell JMV it's, you know, JMV, I got take a little bit of time. Johnny. All right. Uh, I think we've covered the Lamar Jackson. JMV, top four. of the hour. Okay, so the Ravens, they had the 25th overall pick uh, the year that they got Lamar. So they got Hayden Hurst, 25th overall. They had one more talented player. Let me ask you a, a question over here. So uh, which team generally has more talent, the team picking first overall or the team picking 25th overall? I, I'm just curious. Which, Depends what on if the be? other t- the team picking first overall tanked or not or had injuries. But by and large, I would agree with you. By and large, you'd be on, on Team No over here. I'd be on Team No. Yes. We need to What's cut your that point? up and have a have a have a drop. Put that on a T-shirt. The whole thing. You still got that L in the loss column. But you still no. got that one in the loss column. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I'd like to bring in Jay Cook's Chiefs to the equation over here. Uh, I agree with one point, Jimmy that, Likey, that Bob Kravitz made. Which don't, is, I don't like it because it's a trap. But, no, but, it's, but, it's, but I do like it. Hey, you can pay a guy top dollar. You can pay a quarterback a huge amount of money, big percentage of your salary cap, and still win. The Chiefs have done it with Mahomes, but it's freaking Mahomes. <laughs> like if you look at Mahomes' talent, the surrounding talent, it does leave a lot to be desired. He's got Travis Kelsey and who? Like who are these top end? MVS offensive line Juju huh? offensive lineman he doesn't have great weapons to throw to and because he is such a talented quarterback he is the weapon he makes it work and the he point makes is better. that ain't Lamar Lamar ain't doing it and he's been surrounded by a comparable cast I say you put Lamar with the Chiefs he wins no yeah no I'll say I'll 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 bend the knee there you put Lamar that, with if the Chiefs if that's where you're taking the too. argument I will bend the knee on no the, if Lamar Jackson on Kansas City they do not win the Super Bowl last year oh and by the way no. the durability concerns let's say he was fully healthy even last year take that off the board no the Chiefs are not in the Super Bowl they don't win that game if it's Lamar Jackson instead of do Patrick you Holmes realize the blasphemy <laughs> Comparing Lamar to Peyton Manning. Just, just no. Look at the last couple of years. Just real fast here before we get to Jay Cook's bets. Last two years, Lamar Jackson, 33 touchdown passes, 20 interceptions. Go back and look at Peyton Manning. Granted, surrounded by better talent, and that matters. He wouldn't be caught dead with numbers that sucky back in like 05, 06. Totally different era in the NFL. It's like anything goes passing the ball. You barely, you barely touch Juju. Flag! Flag! Super Bowl, you win. It's a different day and age in terms of defensive holding, illegal contact. Peyton Manning wouldn't be caught dead with the sucky numbers Lamar has turned in the last two years. Brian, no. And to make it sound like Lamar's going to turn into Peyton going forward, spare me is what I say. The Dave. court has spoken. Take the L. You just want that to be the case. <laughs> I took it more as look at what could be 
not that he's going to ascend to Peyton, uh-huh. but that it's not fair to fully point at Lamar Jackson and your top reason or even in your evidence be, well, he's one in three in the playoffs, therefore he's not going to be just good. just a part of it. No, no, it was I, very I strongly that. I don't, used. I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't, multiple times. I don't think it should be a part of the equation. It absolutely is a part of the equation. Wins are not a quarterback stat. They they were let's go NFL back NFL MVP F- first playoffs game for Lamar Jackson sure. against the Chargers shouldn't have been there by the way. Only reason they, they're there is because of him. They're chanting for Joe Flacco to go in the game. That's how bad Lamar Jackson was in the game. I mean, and again, they were chanting for the guy because fans are oh, morons oh, at times. Oh, that oh. was three and four prior to that. Let's go back to the game against the Bills in the playoffs. Low scoring game. What does Lamar do? Pick six. The dream is dead. Goes for about 100 yards. Was it Micah Hyde? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. I think it was. Shout out. Big 10. Iowa. Yeah. Mm. Where do you stand on all this, Dane? I think you take the L. <laughs> I think you stop the fight. Throw in the towel. It's over. Bob Kravitz stuck it. Here, to Brian, no. Okay, for, forget Bob Kravitz, forget me, forget anything. Let me just ask you a question here. Do you think Lamar Jackson, if you gave him Deshaun Watson-type money, do you think that's a move that would benefit you to the tune of competing for Super Bowls on a yearly basis? Um, I don't know, like putting up stats that are comparable to Peyton Manning. Do you think that would that would be the... Yeah. If I'm if I'm Colts management? I, anybody. Uh, in general? Yeah, no. in general. No, I don't. I But I'm a little old school from the standpoint that there's just too much drama coming with it. Mm. There's just too much of a distraction. It's too much hype. Too many injuries. And the injuries. Style doesn't lend itself to a, like no. long-term durability over there, you know? Nope. Peyton Manning, pocket quarterback. Different era. Different era, but lent itself to more health. Yes, it did. It sure did. Absolutely, it matters. All right, Jay Cook's got bets for us. The Jay Cook Plays of the Day. This is me, all right? I'm not a athlete. This is my way. This is how I win. Just quick and efficient today for the plays. We're going to go to the NIT Final Four. We're taking North Texas on the money line. It's basically a pick em. Brian, no, minus 125 is your juice there. Minus 115 for Wisconsin, or plus 110 for Wisconsin if you're going that side. You, I'm going to take North Texas. You're going North go, go, Texas? Go, go with the money What's line that, there. Mean Green? Me, yeah, mean please. Green. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line over the Atlanta Hawks. That, again, basically a pick em at minus 110. One and two yesterday. NBA was not kind to me. Brutal bad beat. Uh, for Nikola Jokic, 25 points, 25 and a half was the over-under. Oh, it's just because those Sixers, they... And you got the Cavs. There's a shot on Elo! Wasn't Jordan with a shot on Elo. God, the balls win it! Balls win! Great call. One of the legendary 104, calls right there. 103. What was the... Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got to find out the Oklahoma guys who stood on the rim... When they got to the final four, we didn't check that out. It's Mookie and Stacy. It's Mookie and Stacy. Are you sure? No, I don't know either. We got to check that. What was the NBA play, Jimmy? Going Cavs. Cavs over Hawks. Cavs over Hawks. How did you not know the ice tray mannerism? Huh? Because and this is because I really did like him that year that he blew up and it was in the Garden. You said star and it didn't pop in. I'm sorry to say that. I am. I but just couldn't I see couldn't. it with you. 
see a Pantera. I wasn't thinking Atlanta. I was thinking other teams like real contenders right now in the East, and it didn't pop in. But even you, though I really like Trey Young, I just you would say he's a star, would you? Not? Yeah, no, I, okay. I would. I'd be a little disrespectful there, but okay. because of the way they've played this year, last couple years since that run to the Garden in the playoffs, it's not top of mind. Yeah, Jimmy Cook, I get butt kiss from the front, J Lo from the back. <laughs> it's a heck of an endorsement. You're welcome. That's the walk-off right there, yep. ladies and gentlemen. JMV, around the corner. Enjoy your day. We'll catch Johnny. you soon. Johnny!